Yeah, yeah. Back again. Conversations of the Heart. Season 2, episode 14. All about emotional health. All about emotional intelligence today with the incomparable stoner. It's going to be a dope conversation. I'm looking forward to it. For sure. Shout out to It Takes Two Clothing. Cleaning, excuse me. It Takes Two Cleaning Services. In Atlanta, if, if you need an apartment, your house, your two houses, your three houses, I know how y'all living down there in Atlanta. I know how you living down there in Atlanta. If you got two or three houses, please go book up for the services. And here we go. Drums, please. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I'm all one today. I'm all one today, Queen. I'm all one today. You already know. Um, very, I'm very quiet today. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure that's gonna change. So, I I know you as uh, I don't even know if I call you by by your first name anymore. But mm -hmm. um, I don't. I think since I've known you, I don't know how long I've known you now. But I've always called you Queen because you are one. That's how Thank I address you. you that, and, and that's just what it is. Um, but for the people who don't know, this is Stora. Um, she is. Wow. <sighs> She is what? She's amazing. No, I'm just kidding. Um, she is an HR executive. Um, you know, if, if you want to learn how to negotiate your salary, please, please go. Ask the queen here. She'll, she'll tell you how to do it. She is the co-founder of Voices, Inc. She is a diversity advocate, a philanthropist, a speaker, um, just a damn good person, to be honest with you. Um, and somebody that I am blessed to know and I salute all the time. Um, Appreciate you. Um, oh, hey, hey, my Hi. favorite girl. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Hi. Favorite girl. All right. Um, yes, yes, she is a favorite girl of mine, too. I appreciate you. So today it's all about sipping and unpacking, because when we get together, we sip. Um, yeah. Maybe a little more on me than you. What, um, the sipping? Yeah. Um, but nevertheless, cheers to you and salute to you and all of your su success and everything that you've been doing. I'm, I'm very proud of you. Thank you. Cheers to you. Yes. So today is a conversation can I just, that... Can I just say this before we even start the conversation? I just want to pull this picture, sure. right? Mm -hmm. the, challenge, the technical difficulties that I had getting on um, yep. led to the fact that I'm going to ease up a little bit because I have no pants on or no bottoms, right? <laughs> Just, just full, full disclosure, we're amongst friends, right? We're all good. Um, but I have, I have, I have my merch. Like I have my my merch. I just like to, oh wow, wow, you know. wow. Yeah. Okay. I hope I didn't expose myself. <laughs> no. no, you absolutely did not. Okay. Oh, you exposed that, Thanks. and that right there, ladies and gentlemen, is off of the Tillman Unlimited collection. I, I'm not gonna self. I'm not gonna yes. self promote yes. today. This is um, the merch. Queen, Queen. Yes. See. Yes, yes. Just had to uh, um, plug right quick. <laughs> I don't like to. I really don't like to plug myself too much, but you know, I, I can always count on you to absolutely promote me. Thank you so much. Um, and and today, I know this is backwards. It's supposed to be on the other side, but we're talking about 
emotional intelligence. Um, and that's what it's all about. That's what it's all about today. It is uh, a topic that is dear to my heart, it's dear to your heart. I know it's dear to your heart too. Um, and, and it is Mental Health Awareness Month. Um, so I definitely want to get this started um, the right way. Oh, Eddie Shades was good there, brother. Um, so, hey, Eddie. what I want to know from you first is why is emotional health so important to you? Um, a number of different reasons. Um, I think um, you can make the case for the importance of emotional health in different ways, right? Um, Mm-hmm. I think in of itself, it's innately just important. And, and often my challenge has been that while we center around mental health, um, mm-hmm. we kind of throw emotional health kind of just in the basket. But it holds its own space, I find. Um, mm-hmm. And we don't give it enough recognition in that when we speak mental health, most likely we speak about, you know, behavioral health. And you think about persons who have challenges as it relates to you know, chemical imbalances and things of that nature who really struggle. Mm. And so that's where the light is really shunned in that sense. Mm-hmm. But the emotional health, that's everybody, right? That's mm-hmm. everybody in just managing through or trying to understand how to navigate through emotions, how to navigate through emotions of others, um, and what that mm-hmm. really feels like. You know, a lot of places are doing mental health days and it's really an emotional health day, but we don't care enough mm-hmm. for that emotional component of things. Um, in just how we're feeling, feelings, giving even words to the many feelings that we have. And so many of us don't even have the words to describe what we're experiencing that we bottle up or mm-hmm. we, we choke it. Um, and it's not necessarily so much that we have this ongoing piece. Like, you know, some people are not necessarily suffering from depression, but they're depressed, right? They have that day or they're having that moment. And so it's, we have to care for all of that. Um, and you don't have to mm-hmm. be labeled anything or what have you. We all have challenges and concerns as it relates to just ensuring that we're emotionally available to our own selves in the first mm-hmm. place. Um, so mm-hmm. for me, it's supremely important. Um, mind, body, soul, spirit, energy. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, caring for, for that spirit, soul, self, really more so the soul self is where that emotional piece comes to play for me. Um, which we'll get into obviously the measure of emotional intelligence as it's prescribed, empathy as it's related more so to the general public um, and the importance of ensuring that we take care of that side of us. Mm. Very well said. Um, So now you mentioned emotional intelligence. So the definition, I pulled up the definition here. It says, Emotional intelligence is the capability of individuals to recognize their own emotions and those of others and discern between different things, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's so many different um, definitions sitting with emotional mm-hmm. intelligence, and we mm-hmm. use the word a lot, and Dan Coleman really, you know, coined this, um, and more so we, we adhere to it more so in the work relationship and how we work with people. Um, but for most everybody really centers more to something that would make sense for all, which would be empathy, right? Um, Mm -hmm. And and we oftentimes navigate through the differences between empathy and sympathy. Well, the emotional intelligence, it's a quotient. It's the measure of how much emotional awareness you have of yourself and of others, right? Mm -hmm. The empathy you demonstrate is where you're able to really step back and recognize a person for who they are and where they are. And that means... You often hear the, you know, step into my shoes piece, but people step into the other shoe 
with their own size foot. And that doesn't really work because that's what you assess. Well, if I were this person, I'd do that. So I don't, you know, and in understanding uh-huh. you, you don't own their lived experiences, right? To be able to say, well, that's what you should do. Well, maybe the best thing is that I'm operating from the best place I know how based on my lived experiences, based on what I understand and based on what I've learned so far. So if I'm recognizing that you're operating from that perspective, I might approach you a bit differently in just accepting you for where you are and really getting to understand. It's about, it's similar to diversity, right? It's staying curious. Mm -hmm. It's looking for the understanding rather than making an assessment and just um, considering that everyone is operating from their best self. Mm. So, so with that said, because you said a lot right there, um, especially, no, no, also, no, it's not real stuff. And also just stepping into somebody else's shoes with, with your own size foot. I like that. That's a quotable right there. I'm going to pin that right there. Um, <laughs> so with that being said, emotional intelligence, I think, across the board, whether that be in relationships, friendships, um, work as well. Mm-hmm. And I think some sometimes... And, and, and I'll start with the career, um, because sometimes, at like on the job, I kind of feel like the emotional piece a lot of times gets taken out mm. because it's business. Uh, you know, it's business as, as usual. There is a, a job to do, and there's a certain level of humanity and um, lack or lack thereof, right? Um, of empathy, compassion with certain things, because it's like, well, this is a work, place of work. This is a place of business. Mm. This is a place of just getting it done. And I don't really care, you know, or, or have the time to deal with, let's just say, some of the things that may be impacting the way that you work, right? Because the job has to get done. And not all, of course, it's not all encompassing of, of all organizations. Yeah. But, uh, but it is out there. And that's why a lot of people sometimes do tend to leave um, certain places of business and, and work because there is a lack of empathy and a lack of compassion. Um, and a lack of emotional intelligence in the workforce and in the workplace that makes that ends up making making kind of toxic, a toxic environment. Yeah, it, that's, that's huge. That's a huge point. Um, it was funny because um, I do a lot of conversations around diversity, empathy, emotional intelligence, EQ, what does oh, that mean? Mm-hmm. And the importance of EQ in our leaders, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. um, recognizing the challenge that most workplaces have with retention simply because 80% of people leave um, their jobs because of their leader, their people leader, right? Whether it's a manager, supervisor, what have you. And it's Mm -hmm. not feeling that your personhood is recognized. Your feelings matter. Um, And not really having that, that really expressed to you and experienced by you is often why people will walk away Um, and not even say that's the reason why or what have you. Many more workplaces are getting keen to the idea that you don't separate yourself from your emotions. We're human, uh-huh. right? We come with a lot of emotions in every arena, work, home, vacation, where you are, your emotions are part of, of you. Um, uh-huh. And so we are understanding more so now the importance of EQ, right? The emotional intelligence quotient, um, which is seemingly said to be by Harvard professors more valuable than IQ. Right, how you relate to people, your ability to really have an understanding, overstanding of the other, um, overstanding of yourself, right? Knowing yeah. that I'm operating from a place. I will literally come into work sometimes and I'll say to my employees, I don't have it today. Like I am at like 50%. I'm just having that kind of day, but I'm clear about that. I'm recognizing that. And so 
I might dial it back and limit the amount of meetings or the amount of interactions or take some moment to just find more of what you need. Um, mm. So we, it is being recognized. Um, I think we still have a long way to go. There are a lot of places who don't encourage mm -hmm. that. And mm -hmm. not that we're speaking about diversity, but diversity has helped move the needle, right? Because mm -hmm. people have come in with their feelings and workplaces have made it more acceptable to have the discussion about how you're feeling um, surrounding diversity, especially what we saw happening throughout last year. So there is a, a greater acceptance now of, you know, having this emotion at work. The challenge mm -hmm. we have is a lot of leaders don't know what to do with it when it shows up, right? It's almost like mm -hmm. we're not people, like you're a person. Robots. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but just, just, just super disconnected. So essential to the progress that we will see, um, we know now that getting a job, building your career, growing your career is going to hinge really, 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 really a whole lot on your emotional intelligence, your ability mm -hmm. to work with others. You know, you may have the information, but if people don't want to work with you, you're probably not going to go too far. You know, it's about aptitude mm -hmm. and altitude as opposed to the attitude. So definitely a lot of um, focus on that in the corporate arena as it relates to just uh, understanding that. And I got an email today. Funny. This morning, I found an email um, so I could take again um, my EQ assessment. So yeah, as executives, it's, it's often top of mind as it relates to where you are with your emotional intelligence quotient. Perfect. So you brought something up. Did I? Something that me and you always did. Um, and that's the part of overstanding. Mm. Right? Like that. Like that's something that it's one thing to understand you, yourself, and others, but it's another thing to hold. I think that's something that is another layer and another level of emotional intelligence, right? Um, mm -hmm. Because I'll take, I guess I could just take, I'll use that for as, you know, I feel like I understand, you know, you as a person, as an individual, you as a like what you go through on a daily basis, right? But then there's another part, you know, to another level to the the friendship that is I oversee you to where I'm like, you know what, she needs space, she needs me there, she needs this, she needs that. And that's the piece that I feel that if we could apply, right, to to the workplace to on a different level. Right, but still apply those same principles of understanding and understanding your employees too, right? To where you're building that rapport, you know, with your employees too. I think that's something that's super important is building that relationship, building that rapport. It doesn't mean that it has to be super personal, but mm -hmm. what it means is that is I have a deep understanding of where this person is coming from as an individual. Therefore, it will allow me to communicate with them better and to manage them better. Right, as an individual, and know where they're coming from. And I think that part of understanding is open now. The, the higher level of overstanding, I think, is something that should be like I don't know if it can be taught, but it's something that should be um, sought after. Like, I want to overstand my friends, I want to overstand the people that's, that's, that's surrounding me, I want to learn about them in that way so I know how to build with them. Mm -hmm. I know how to I know how to be there for them. I know when not I know when to go back because they need space and because of that.
I do think there, I coin my distinction as it relates to overstanding or understanding. Um, having an understanding for something, for me, it's having the basic tenets of what that thing, you know, what's evolving around that, that item. Um, having the overstanding is saying that I'm, I'm now feeling with you, right? I, um, I feel that expression. I'm in it with you. I know, I know that. I know that feeling. I know that thing. Um, that's, that's what that, that means. And in any relationship that you have trust being at the most important end of it, communication, um, when you get to really know a person and you spend time, whether it's, you know, in conversation, calls, seeing them, et cetera, that's where that happens. That's where that build happens. Right. Um, withness with the person if that makes any sense did i lose you did you lose me yep absolutely did yeah <laughs> sorry about that. <laughs> no worries um so no, i'm just i'm just saying it, it it definitely correlates to um the the empathy mm -hmm. um it's more of the not just feeling for you like i understand i feel for you i, I get it i get what you what you're saying is different mm -hmm. than i feel with you that pain that you're experiencing I literally can feel it too, or I could recall having felt that before. Um, sure. It's it's more with than a for. It's it's the separation mm -hmm. for me, which is also the distinction often made between sympathy and empathy. Really understanding that you're in a world of people. You know, we we all know the examples, right? You grew up with your siblings, same house, same experiences, but you walked away with something different you react to things in a little different way. And so that offers where you need to have that overstanding, like where we're not necessarily the same, but I could, I could feel with you that feeling that you're feeling. Um, and that's, that's very different. That's very different. Um, for most people, we get stuck at the understanding, like, oh yeah, I understand, because you explained it. That's one thing. Overstanding, I feel it. Mm -hmm. I feel it, yeah. And and with that overstanding, I, I feel like when you take it now from friendships and business and you apply it to actual, even just your ro romantic relationships, um, I think... Terrence, I can't speak to romantic relationships. I don't know what those things are. Shit, you know what? I, I barely do too. But nevertheless, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, but what I mean is just mm -hmm. on a level of getting to know somebody or spouse or whatever of the case is, having yeah. that that space, like you said, to not under not only to understand, but to feel. Yeah. yeah. You know, and, and, and we deal with that also just in regular life too. Like when we look at a lot of the, the social injustices, it, it, it's like, oh, I understand. Yeah, how yeah, does that yeah. feel, right? When, when, when someone like says, right? So, right. you know, we probably have multicultural friends all over the space and when things that are happening um, where someone says, I understand. What do you walk away with when you hear, I understand from a person, right? I'm asking mm -hmm. you this. Like, what do you walk away with when somebody hears you speaking and they're just like, oh yeah, I understand. How, what do you walk away with? What is your feeling I'm like, from that? I'm like, no, they, they, they definitely don't. Like that, I mean, you know, it's, well, I mean, I, it depends on, on who it is, but if, if it's somebody that's just, I don't really know, and we're just kind of, you know, just having a conversation, and they say, oh, yeah, I understand, and it's just like, do you really understand? Mm. Do you really, bro? Do you mm -hmm. really, you know, um, 
especially with everything that we've been seeing with all the social injustices and, and things like that, and people say they understand, but mm -hmm. if they overstood, if they mm -hmm. overstand, that means, like you said, it allows them to feel. Mm -hmm. And if you feel, you act different. Well, it right? often like, requires that, right? It often calls right. out for an action, for something different, because that's when you get to, this is coming back to things like not being my brother's keeper, but being my brother. That comes with the, you know, feeling that it's happening to you as well. And so something's happened to you, you want to do something about it rather than, oh, it's happening over there to you. And I understand that. And I, I'm sorry, I'm, I might be empathetic even, but it's, is it empathy or is it more sympathy? I'm sorry that's happening to you rather than I'm right. feeling it with you and really want to do right. something about it. Um, and that's sometimes I think where things get crossed where, you know, persons ask, is empathy something that can be taught? Um, it can because it's something that can be practiced. Right, but mm -hmm. you have to get to the space of awareness of it. Am I even aware that I am often offering sympathy, not empathy? Right? Mm -hmm. Have I engaged the parts of me that allows me to feel what somebody else might be experiencing so that I could really think about it more highly? Or am I still just looking at it like it's outside of me? Am I right. attached to the humanness that I that I have um in, in said person? And um if we stepped in and really just recognized the humanness of each person, the, the unique thing that we all share, the thing that ties us all together, that thing, mm -hmm. that thing that the je ne sais quoi, right? Mm -hmm. If we connect to that, how different might it be? Because when you approach me, like at work, for example, somebody approaches, sends you an email, you know, we can get with the professional, you know, nasty nice happening. Um, mm -hmm. But I often try to step back. In that I, sure. I'm not clear on what that person may have been experiencing in that day, in that minute, in that hour, right? Especially mm -hmm. if it's not a behavior you've seen before. Give them some grace, right? Because at times we need it as well. Um, so in, in finding that human connection that we all share, you can have an, a thought that something could be off of that person today and, and what they're doing is not about you. 99% mm -hmm. of the time what we do is not about the other, but it's about ourselves. So what is happening for that person as to why they're reacting or acting in the way that they are? Um, and if we recall that and just know that the events plus the response equals the outcome, we know that we, we don't control the event. I don't control the nasty email I might get, but I control my response. Say that again. Just one time. Which just one? say that equation again. Okay. Events plus response equals outcome. And you don't control the event. The event happens. What you control is your response, and that has a direct impact on the outcome. So I don't know what caused this to happen here, but it's important that I think about how I respond to it because that will have an effect on the outcome. And if I am clear about the desired outcome I want from this thing, then I monitor what my response is going to be to get mm -hmm. the desired outcome that I'm looking for. Mm -hmm. And I think a part of, you know, the whole thing about understanding and overstanding, I think, a lot of it is, it's can actually can, can, can be drawn from the distinction of um, I'm sort of like um, it's when you actually it's like communication. So it's like, mm -hmm. do you hear what I'm saying, right, or do you un understand what I'm saying, or do you or do you really comprehend what I'm saying? Yeah, right. Like that comprehension piece is an amazing piece because you can hear me, but you may not comprehend what I'm trying to tell you. So. To, to to stay in line, but to deviate just a tad, yeah. right? Um, it comes to communication, effective communication. 
-hmm. it also comes to onus, right? So there's a piece that I want you to feel with me. I'm hurting right. and I want you to feel, I don't want you to be hurt. I want you to feel with me. Um, right. So that comprehension of, do I, am I trying to just give you an understanding of what that experience is by speaking the words to you? Or am I trying to engage you to understand the feeling that this pulled out of me? Because mm -hmm. while we may have different experiences, we may all understand the feeling of fear. We may all understand the feeling of sadness, et cetera, mm -hmm. right? So that's what we're generally looking for when we're communicating, but we're not often clear about that. And so there's a piece of, you know, I have to hold myself to account for, am I sharing appropriately? Am I making it clear what my experience is and what I'm looking for? I'm guilty of that often, um, hands raised, right? Um, and can't just hold it to the person and say, they're not understanding, right? They're not <laughs> listening well. Are they really mm -hmm. hearing me? Am I communicating it effectively that they are truly receiving what I am desiring from them? That's right. the piece. It's, I, I find it's a two-way street, right? Mm -hmm. um, you may need something from me that I don't know. You're saying the words, you're speaking what your experience is, but I'm not connecting to the feeling to know that you need this level of support. Right. So where do we have that meeting of the minds, right? And that's what I'm saying. There's opportunity there on every single time on both sides of the table uh -huh. to really find where do we meet? How do I make it very clear? How do I ensure that I am really asking um, mm -hmm. for what I need and to ensure that you're understanding and are you opening yourself up to really listen? Listen with everything, not just the words. That, that, and, and, and that's very, very true um, because I think we live in an area of life where I hear this phrase so much. Well, she should just know. He should mm. just know. They should just know. You know. Um, Operate on the idea that everybody is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> um, like everybody's stupid to somebody. You know what I'm saying? And that's 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 just kind of just just the way it is. You know what I'm saying? But we do live in a, in, a, in a place where we want things yesterday, and that includes just even just getting to know, building, and and finding that empathy and they should just know how I feel and they should just this and it and it's just like but it doesn't work like that. It doesn't work like that. It's not realistic. You know what I'm saying? Like it took me well I, it took me a while, right, to get to know you, to understand you. Right? Still like, me. No, right. But what I mean though is you don't just meet somebody and it's just like, oh, I get it. You know, even if you've been around them for a year or two because people are, are always changing. They're always evolving. Even when you think you know them, they, they might go through a change. They like Everybody is, is evolving. Well, hopefully. I hope right? so, yeah. Right. See? Exactly. So, And so it's just a point of it doesn't matter how long you've known somebody. Mm -hmm. so some, you have to communicate the things that you need because mm -hmm. it, it can change. The things I needed. So I'm, I'm gonna throw a monkey wrench at you. Sorry. Um, what happens when you're not clear that you're not even the awareness that you don't know what you need, but you know you need something and you're looking for it. So if you know that you need something, you just don't know what that something is. You may not even know that you need something. Some people right. are very far in their awareness, right? Mm -hmm. um, right. I've been there. My gosh, mm -hmm. I raise my hand at all these different things. It's it's really yep. navigating and rumbling through some of these things that I'm like, ah, moment. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, to say that you're reacting in a particular way, you're responding mm -hmm. in a particular way, and you're not even recognizing sometimes that that's because there's something that you're needing. 
And then when you realize that you're not even sure what you're needing or looking for, but what you do know is that you're not getting it, which is what's causing the reaction, right? There's so many different dimensions and that comes back to this emotional health we're speaking to. And mm -hmm. how do you pause, stop, and just take a, take a pulse, right? And do some reflection about, wait, what is happening? What is happening here? What am I experiencing? What is this about? Um, mm -hmm. Not a lot of us do that. And so we just continue to go through, we just continue to act and then we sour relationships and, you know, we limit our careers and our personal lives and different things. So it's mm -hmm. really, for me, at the, at the crux of all of this is truly coming back to the awareness of self because all of this is ultimately really achieved when you come to the mastery of self mm. at that point, right? Um, where mm -hmm. it's a work in progress. You're constantly having to stop yourself and say, what is this? How am I showing up? What does mm -hmm. this look like? What is this about? And when we stay curious, that's the whole thing. It's just about staying curious about others and about ourselves um, and give people grace. We need it. Um, so really trying to stay away from the judgment calls and really beg the questions. Um, it's what I, I often I try to offer and tell myself. Mm. So with that said, you know, if I was somebody who wanted to, who, who wanted to increase my, mm -hmm. um, emotional intelligence, right. Yeah, and too. yep. And my awareness and mm -hmm. things like that, where would I even begin? Self. It's the start. Right. It's the starting point is the ending point. If you're curious about why you're experiencing, what you're experiencing, I mean, one, it's always great to speak to a therapist. Um, you know, a lot mm -hmm. of them are trained very well in getting you to see yourself as you're seen or as you're being experienced. Um, and people always have the negative connotations to it. It's not that you're, we're so broken. We're all bended. We've all gone through experiences that have helped shape us, banged us up, loved on, all kinds of things. And so the intention here is just to pause and take a look. Because we're so busy moving in the world, we're not stopping enough to really see how we're showing up, who we are. Are we choosing who mm -hmm. we are or are we still just the effect of what we've been taught all, all of our lives, right? And so mm -hmm. the first yeah. step is the question. It's a curious question about where, who, who am I really? How do I show up? Mm -hmm. How do I navigate through that? Maybe I don't know how to navigate through that myself. So. I seek a therapist, several different platforms to do that. Like I go to a lot of the black girls therapies, one of the ones that I like more than, than mm -hmm. others. Um, there are other ones, but um, that, and then pick up a book. There are so it's many therapy. books that we could speak to, right? As to, therapy well. Therapy is for men too. Don't get it twisted. Well, therapy is that's for the men too. Therapy is for everybody. It is. It is I like for everyone. I, I, know, I know you do. I know you do. It's for everyone because it's really it just. It's like a, a friend who is well-versed in just working through your, navigating through your mind and emotion, helping you get there. They're not here to fix you and they don't have some magic ball. What they do, they right. have instruments and tools to help you to understand things that we're not taught, which I, I am still annoyed that we don't do better by way of that in schools and such. But it's really, how do you learn how to really take this pause? People, I, my phone's dying. Um, I travel. A lot of people travel and <laughs> nah, nah, be, be clear. No, no, stop it. No, nah, be it. clear. Stop it. You stop travel, it. travel. Nah, nah, nah. Be stop. clear. I've been I traveling forever. It's my, it's my, it's my thing. Um, but when I, when I realized somewhere 08, 09 ish, um, I was doing it so much so that I was just like, wait a second. 
what am I running from? I had a moment where I asked my question, what is this about? What is this telling me? What does this depict? Um, and, you know, I, I have friends, I have people who say, oh, I need to get away. I need to clear my mind. But are you really? So for me, I, I have learned, I now better understand how to do that, right? So there's times I go away, I'm quiet. I'm often on somebody's beach <laughs> and in the evening. And I am very, very close to my center when I am near the water and the sky, especially at night. And so for me, that's where I am plugging out all of the things and just going into my thoughts about life, about me, about that. So it's, you have to figure out what works for you, what's your mm-hmm. center, but it's not going to be just going away. It's not going to be just sitting down. It's what is your work? And everybody's journey is going to be different. Your thing is going to be different. Mine is often travel, sometimes a little retail therapy. Um, retail therapy doesn't clear your mind. It's just a distraction. Just like travel could often be a distraction. So it's, are you being distracted or are you actually doing the work? But it, mm-hmm. it always starts with the self. How do I find myself? Where am I? Am I providing myself the empathy? Because if I can't give myself the empathy, am I giving it to anybody else? Um, I'm sorry. I don't know. My phone is dying. Um, plug, it up. plug it up. Yeah. So I want to get up, but as I don't have any bottoms on, I don't want to, you know, oh, I don't want to get a story. Oh, that's uh, okay. What are we? Yeah, yeah, so, I'll so, do it in a second. It's okay, go uh, ahead. Okay. I think I'm Sorry. a little okay right now. <laughs> um, Man, um, you said a lot right there too. Um, So when it comes to therapy, finding just what you're looking for, finding finding that thing, right? Finding that that thing that is going to just center you. Right, some people yeah. even still still don't even know what that looks like. You know mm. what I'm saying? Some people still don't know what that is, and, and 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 for some people, it's not even it's it's what they're doing is not really what is centering them. They're doing what they're used to. Yeah, you and know? then it's cyclical, and, right? It's cyclical because you're right back to where you were. You you go, you're like, I gotta get away, fly out. You come back, you're there, and then nah, you're back to the stuff that's happening again. Ah, I gotta run, come back. It's here again because. Bob Marley said, you're running and you're running and you're running away, but you can't run away from yourself, Mm. which is the all important reason that the work starts with you. Get clear to understand who you are, why you do the things you do. Why do I get upset when this happens? What? You need me to restart it? Told her she, she, she should have got her charger. All right. So what I'll do is, um, so I guess we'll put this for part one. And Back, back.
I know Stone is back. Gonna wait for her to come through. <clears throat> Can you tap in? Or you tapped in, right? Okay. So I'm join. All right. All right. I should do it, I guess. No. I guess she's having some more technical difficulties. Let me see. He gets back in. Oh, gotta love technology. Let's see. I just sent you an invite. Um, see if see if get on there. Oh. Hello. There you are. I sent the request like ten hours ago. No, I I accepted it, but it didn't go through. Oh. And then it said you were unable to 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 join, and then it went into a whole bunch of different other things. So. Oh. Okay. So no. Can't call it. Huh? I see Facebook send me an email trying to get me my password so I can actually log in. But can you hear me? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Sorry about that. Where the hell were we? <laughs> uh, good question. I don't know. Man. I don't know. Who knows? Um. I know we were talking about um, communication and, and emotional intelligence and things like that. And yeah. And all encompasses. Um, so, so as far as emotional intelligence, or let or let's just say even lack lack thereof. Oh, so um, much lacking. How does it affect the, the relationships around you, though? You know, I always feel that. Um, well, I, I'll let you go first. How does it affect? I mean, you you could go, but it. No, no, no. Goodness. Ladies first. Uh, all right, I'll take that. Um, yeah. To be quite honest, to be quite frank, speaking from just my experience, me, um, mm -hmm. it has a huge impact on it. Mm -hmm. It really speaks to your ability to be fulfilled. Um, mm -hmm. 
in the relationships you're in, and I'm speaking to relationships, not romantic relationships, although those are included, but all relationships, period, the end. Um, Where you are in deep connection as human beings, we are hardwired for connection, right? So where you're in connection with persons and you're deepening that connection. Um, For me, there's a natural piece that comes with it, which is the empathy, which is I'm feeling with you, which is you're hurting, I'm hurting too. I feel that. And so when mm-hmm. when that is lacking um, from the other, wherever that might reside, um, it presents a challenge, right? It's, it's kind of that feeling of you're giving and not getting. You may be getting mm-hmm. somewhere else, but you're not getting that thing. And then understanding, well, what am I not getting that I need, right? Because um, you may be getting things in other spaces. So where, where deep connection resides, um, for me, empathy is right there with it. Mm. And uh, so at the crux of all relationship, you know, uh, employee to people leader, um, husband to wife, uh, girlfriend, brother to sister, father to daughter, what have you, it's that empathy. But we see it. We see it play out in the world, right? Um, parents often act in a way in a space because they're, they don't want their kids to be hurt. They don't want to feel that thing. They don't want to feel that. Um, a lot of it hinges on the mm-hmm. feeling. I'm not just feeling for my kid, and I'm feeling with them. Um, with loved ones, that's generally what happens. Um, so when you're not finding that in a relationship, that's when you question, is this really it? Is there really love here? Um, when mm-hmm. the person is not feeling for me the way I expect to be felt. So yeah, for me, it's essential that there is empathy for me in all relationships. Mm-hmm. Demonstrate mm-hmm. Let me say that. Yep. And um, so shout, shout out to Northstar. She, she said we were on therapy. So we'll get back to that. Oh, yes. Um, Thank you, Denise. Yes. Thank you, Denise. I appreciate you. Um, so, yeah. So when it comes to, um, man, how does it affect relationships? I, I think for me, it affects my, my relationship like, in a big way. Uh-huh. Um, I get along. Like, I really my best relationships and this is friendships included um and they're like for people who have empathy and for people who are very have uh, who are really in tune with themselves um and me mm-hmm. because that that is a part of it too like the friendship of of how i view things is how can i show up for yeah who interacts with me mm-hmm because if I don't bring value to the, any table, mm-hmm. whether that be work, friends, relationships, um, then wh- like, what is it all for? You know, I know everybody has things. My presence is a present. No, sometimes it ain't. You know, my presence. Sometimes is it's present, not. Karen. I'm just, no. I just want to affirm. No, for I, me, I could, it's, I could. Go ahead. <laughs> no, no. For, for me, it is right. But there's also another piece to it, though. Yeah, it's not just a shallow presence right but that's the thing you know the quality of the presence what presence are we speaking about like can you expand on that piece right imagine so, presence being a present but present how mm-hmm. right present no is different than present what no so what i'm saying is is what i meant to, by saying that was sometimes you just being there isn't what's needed okay like you just hanging around isn't just what's needed mm-hmm. Like, I need, for me personally, I need people who are active and people who are in tune with themselves to be in tune with me. Okay. Right? And 
and I could even, and that, but that, that, but that doesn't mean twenty four seven three sixty five. That just means that I I need you to show up for 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 me when it's time. Okay, that's all. right. And so I say that to say because what what I was saying was the way I treat friendships and even work or whatever the case is, there has to be value to what I'm bringing to the table. I can't just show up. If I went to work tomorrow and I showed up and sat down and did nothing. I'm not going to be employed there much longer. If you show up at a relationship and you sit there and you do nothing, you're not going to be in that relationship much longer. It, it is what it is. And, and I take my friendships, right? There's always an exception to that. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, and I take my friendships as serious as that too. So where is, where's my value? Like, what can I bring to, to the table? How can I discern mm-hmm. also when they need me, mm-hmm. when they need the space for me, mm-hmm. and how I can show up and honor them in the way that they need Right, right. All important point. Um, you know, because some people just show up and say, well, I'm going to be there for you in the way that I want to be there for you. But, that's the, but that may not be what I need. But is, is, that, is that unlike loving a person the way you love rather than the way they need it? Oh, absolutely. That's, a, that's absolutely what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but most people use that with uh, when it comes to just regular romantic relations. But I mean, in friendships, it's the same principle. You know what I'm saying? Show up and show out yeah. for your friends. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, we all go through things. We all go through ups and downs and arounds. But it's like that emotional intelligence piece where it's like this person needs me. Like, they need me. And it's not a 24-hour, it's like I said, it's not an all-the-time thing, Yeah. but it's a point of, the point of being in the village mm-hmm. is to be in the village is to actually do some work. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think I think you're spot on. And I tying back to where we were before when Denise was speaking, um, we were speaking about the how do you develop your empathy muscle? How do you flex it? How do you stretch it? Um, and we were speaking about self, right? The focus on self, mm-hmm. self-reflection, getting into the awareness of where you're operating from in your empathy at all, right? Do you have any? Uh, I mean, if you don't have any, you're, you're likely a psychopath or sociopath. That's a whole different story. Um, that's I know. You. Deep into yeah. mental health. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, they get the help that they need. Um, but so there was a definition of EQ. It's part of um, my executive learning. Um, the definition that they have, and it's a lengthy one, but I thought it tied into a couple different pieces, right? Um, and that being a set of emotional and social skills that influence the way we perceive and express ourselves, right? We develop and maintain social relationships. We cope with the challenges and how we use emotional information in an effective, meaningful way, right? Mm. Because, and not because, but that resonated for me because it spoke to so many of the different components, especially that latter part when we were talking about friendships just now in the, how you use the emotional information that the person is laying at your feet. What are you doing with that? And you were talking about showing up for a person, right? So when when you're gauging where you are with your empathy and you, a person comes and lays heavy emotional information at your feet, what is your response like, right? How do you receive that? Do you find that you're feeling it or are you just hearing them? 
um, because mm-hmm. in in most recent, I've I've had a a week, a month, a couple months. It's been a it's been a time, um, mm-hmm. and I was recognizing in some cases where I'm speaking, making it clear, mm-hmm. I'm sharing the experience, sharing the feeling behind the experience, and the emotional information that I'm laying down is not really being accepted, received, or responded to in a meaningful way, mm. in a meaningful way. And it's part of the gauging the, uh, the emotional awareness of the other person, right? Um, in seeing, well, where are they operating from? And it's not a judgment to say, oh, you're X or you're Y, but just recognizing where you're getting, what you're getting. We, we talk about this all the time as it relates to, I'm not getting what I need from this person, but how do you put something solid to that? Some example, right? And so when mm-hmm. you're laying that emotional information heavy at a person, how are they showing up in that space and time? Is a good gauge for where you're not getting the emotional prowess that you need from them, mm. right? Um, you're gonna say something. So- no, I'm gonna say so. When that happens, what do you do next? Mm. As the person that 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 that's sharing, yep. And you're not receiving, kind of like it's either they're not understanding or comprehending, or they're just not showing up in the way that you need them yeah. to show up. Where does that communication come in? Like we were talking about earlier, <laughs> um, you know, to say, hey, this is not, you know the way that I need to be handled or, or this is not what I well, was expecting. Like, like, how do you communicate those things to, uh, to a person? person? I'm, I'm very, I'm pretty blunt and pretty direct. Personally, <laughs> <laughs> whatever it is. Um, oh, and so, oh, did I say that? No, no, no. I'm sorry. Go ahead. So, I mean, <laughs> in this particular case, uh, it's a bit different. I was mindful of, have I experienced this with this person before? That would be a yes. Have I made it clear to them the experience from myself, what I experienced with them? That would be a yes. Do they mm. continue to demonstrate those behaviors in particular times? Yeah, looks like a yes. So I can no longer engage with you because you've demonstrated my emotions, my feelings, and I'm necessarily mm. very safe with you in the way I need mm. them to. And so a few things have to happen. I should make it clear to you so that it's not misconstrued. I never like people walking without clarity. Clarity is kind. Um, Brene. Um, and so for me, it's the clarity of, I don't receive that from you. It's unkind for me to ask you to be other than you are, or you're choosing to be. Um, and so that's no longer a space I will take with you. That person will not get to understand the emotional challenge- challenges that I might face. because They're not very responsible with it. They don't handle it in a meaningful way. And so that's where that is. I communicate that mm. and I move in the action of it. And I find that's also being honest with yourself because what, what I find that, that a lot of people do is they will push and frustrate themselves and push because they want, the reason being is because they, they want, want the that to show up. individual to show up in the way that they want them to show up. Right. They really, really want it. And they want it their way. Right. And it's like, they're not seeing what's in front of them. That, and that's they fine. Just want... It's fine to want it your way, but it's unkind. It is absolutely it's unkind, unkind to for, you. 
No, to them. And them. Right. right. It's unkind for me to expect you to be something other than what you're choosing to be. If what you're choosing to be is this, you're not choosing mm. to demonstrate empathy to me. When I've made it clear to you and we've had the conversation, at some juncture, I need to recognize that's what you're choosing. And I have to accept that that's what you're choosing. Maybe that could be different a different day. Who knows? But I'm clear. <laughs> that's who you're choosing to be and how you're choosing to show up. And it would be unkind of me to call you to be something other than what you're choosing because every man has a right to decide. I'm all about Bob Marley, clearly. Um, mm -hmm. And so I allow for you to decide and I have to decide for myself. I can't ever decide for anybody else. What I always get to decide is for me. And for me, I am stepping away from that. I'm not offering that to you anymore. And it depends. Sometimes it means I'm not stopping being who I am, right? So that, that comes up at times as well where it's fine, you find that you know, to stop doing this would be not being yourself. Well, if it's going to call for me not being myself, then I have to remove myself from you, period. That, that's life. I, I'm not I love that. that, right? If, 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 me either. If, if being in, con in connection with you requires that yeah. I be other than who I am, I mm. can no longer allow myself to be in connection with you because that's unkind mm. to me and you because you're not receiving me you're receiving the version of me that you're choosing and i'm not showing up as my fully expressed self mm. so. and i think people have a problem doing that because well, of course because there's emotion involved there's attachments involved there's there is so much of the heartstrings and and I like him or her, or I just, or we have friendships for 20 years, whatever it is, Look, right? Both of my hands are raised. Hi. Right? Yeah. It's hard. Uh -huh. It's hard to walk away from relationships you've built over time that you're recognizing. And you know it. You usually know it. Um, of course. Because there with, with empathy is intuition. It no longer serves you. But it's hard to let go. <laughs> and so you muddle and you fight and you rumble and you accept and you accept and you accept. And it's either you want something so different that you stop or you just get to the point where you refuse to just accept what this is. But at some point, the universe pushes you to where you need to be. It's just a matter of how hard and how long it will be. Um, and for me, that's, that's not left to, you know, just friends, family. I mean, anybody, Talk to be that. honest. Um, if okay. you're not safe for me, then you're just not safe for me. And I have to separate myself. Mm -hmm. And family be thinking they have the VIP section with you. And sometimes it's, it's, yeah, no. it's, it's like you can't sit here. No. You can't travel with me first class. <laughs> but that's the challenge um, that we do when we put these, we create these boundaries and then we have all the exceptions. Like there are particular behaviors that I will not accept. And it's irrespective of period. who is bringing it. Right. So mm -hmm. whoever is bringing this behavior into my space that is unsafe for me can't come here, irrespective of what title you hold. And oftentimes, the reason why we're not left in our safety is because we have the exceptions for, well, I don't allow this behavior, but if it's my for mom, you. dad, sister, cousin, brother, whatever the case is, they can come. So then you still have the behavior. So you're still dealing mm -hmm. with it. What's different? Right? So, yeah, no. Particular behaviors that are not supporting my health, my emotional health, yeah, disallowed, irrespective of who is bringing it. And you just have to work to the firmness of it. I, I knew it when I did that with my parents. <laughs> and 
um, when I when I mustered the energy and got that done, then it was like, oh, who can't get anybody it? can get it exactly. Anybody exactly. can get it. Exactly. Not everybody can fly first class, but I mean you. I mean you. Know what? Uh, <laughs> we digress. Yep. Yep. We will. Um, so that's good because having that that discernment, right, that we're talking about as far as being in tune with yourself and others mm-hmm. will allow yourself more opportunities to be good to yourself. Indeed. You know, um, by doing a lot of the things that you just said, you know what I'm saying, by distancing yourself from certain people, no matter who they are. No, you're, dis- you. you're right. You're distancing yourself from certain behaviors, from certain energies. Mm-hmm. People always protect right. my peace, protect my energy. Well, you're distancing yourself from particular behaviors and energies, not particular people. That's a different thing, mm-hmm. right? Um, if I'm just saying I'm staying away from Terrence, I'm just staying away from Terrence and all that comes with Terrence. That's different. Right. If I'm saying I will not allow persons to come near me who are liars, whoever mm-hmm. is a liar is part of that population right. and i.e. not welcomed here. Um, mm-hmm. And so when we get clear about the separation is it really about behaviors or is it really about individuals then it's different because then it for, mm-hmm. it calls you to act it calls you to act it calls you to act in very challenging spaces but the reward is so great on the other side because right. that is the piece that is the protecting your energy from behaviors that not that don't support the positivity of it that is right. it so so protecting yourself from behaviors versus protecting yourself from people. yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like that. Um, I mean, be clear, there are certain people you need to separate from, but because I, they I have, completely... they have the behaviors that you don't subscribe to. Right. 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 Indeed. And that's dope. I, I think that that's amazing because when people do, you know, they do, they, you know, I, I have nothing against like saging and, you know, they do all these things, right? Saging and this and that, right? What do you say? But what I mean is that, uh-huh. no, what, I, what I'm saying is, is that, and that's the kind of, you know, energy and clearing and cleansing, right? All that stuff, but yeah. they still keep in the same right. people. Right. So it's like, I don't care what you do around your house. You could be doing spraying Lysol, sage, all this, what you want, putting candles and Febreze, whatever you want to do in the house, you could do up and down the house 24 times a day. But it don't matter because if you don't separate the energies. But it's a similar thing as we were speaking about previously, right? As it relates to if you're escaping from your reality escaping hey Dev. Mm-hmm. hey um if you're escaping from your reality and i'm just using travel as the example um because you need to get away because your cloud is so much going on etc um mm-hmm. then you get away but it's still there mm-hmm. so when you come back it's here it's with you and so you're never really getting away from that thing because you haven't done the work to really clear it so yes you could sage and you could light the candle and you could do all of those pieces you could meditate but if you're still allowing that behavior, those energies mm-hmm. around you, and when I say energies, I don't mean people, although the people mm-hmm. come with energies, but I really mean that energy where a person mm-hmm. just has a terrible attitude or just really mean to you or they dishonor you, right? And you're being, and you just allow that to keep coming, but you keep praying it out or staging it out. You're not going to get the result. And you're then like, why is it not working? Because you're not taking the action, right? What was it? Faith, Faith without, without works is dead. dead. Mm-hmm. So it, it's, it, yep. it comes to doing the work, 
it goes back to the idea of the real, the self-awareness. And it's when you're in your self-awareness, you get to ask your questions. Well, why is this not working? And not why is this not working? Like, woe unto me who is doing it to me, but more so what am I calling to myself? What am I doing to my, like, start there. Just always safety and I. What am I doing? Where am I operating from? You can't control the other people, but I promise you, your control is of yourself. And that self-mastery is really what you're aiming at. Um, because when you start choosing in, intently and deliberately what really best aligns to you and drives you forward to where you'd like to be, what success looks like for you in every area of your life, it will come. But it's, it's a work. It's a journey. I'm in the journey. I'm, I'm working. Don't hear me speak and think like I have all the answers. That's not it at all. Um, I'm constantly in effort no, no, no. to to work and learn and understand. <laughs> no, no, no. She got the keys. Don't, no, don't, am, get, don't have to play yourself. I am searching for. I'm I'm constantly in my learning. I am always searching for, um, and looking for better. I'm always trying to best myself. The version of me. I'm always trying to best myself, and I'm oh, I'm I'm proud of that part of myself. Like that's my favorite thing about myself is that I'm open to new information, um, to change, and always, always learning. Are always learning and that's something that i can honestly say about you that i've always loved about you that i've always honored about you is you always are striving for better to okay. better yourself in whatever ways that is you know it could be a career it could be self mm -hmm. um spiritually whatever that is like you are always looking to better who it is that you are she's trying um so so you don't just do the stage and the Febreze. Like, you do it all. Like, you do, you do the actions. Did you just say you stage that. and Febreze? It's all of it. You know what I'm saying? All of it. The, all through it. Like, you do the work and you manifest for yeah, yourself. Yeah, and I too. don't pretend it's easy. Don't. Listen, we falter. No. Okay? She she no. stumbles. Um, But the importance is feeling fast and feeling forward. Right? Finding you your stumble, but you don't fall like that. You stumble, but you don't fall too often. I'm tell not you that. falling. I might, you know. I know. Eh, I get it. A little bit. I get it. <laughs> but, I know. But it's, you it's, don't, it's a like, work. Believe me. It's a work. Um, mm -hmm. When I got to, to really learn, and, and I think um, years ago, Maslow's hierarchy, um, I really saw that and thought about that self-mastery. And then when I connected self-mastery and understanding what I thought for a long time was being selfish um, wasn't. Right. If I show up and if I can't be the best version of me, that is the best for the collective we. And that's what I came to understand. So doing that work and, and really taking care of me, I, I, I say different things. My friends who may be on here might hear me say things like teddy bear, um, which is where, you know, there was a photo that I had um, where there's a man, fake Jesus, because Jesus wasn't white, um, who had a teddy bear in his hand and behind his back. And there's a little girl yeah. and she has a teddy bear mm -hmm. she's like holding on to like, no. Um, and not realizing what's behind his back is better than what she's trying to hold on to. So there's that for me that's always like calling me back to where I need to be. And airplane, mm -hmm. I say to my friends all the time, the airplane, I don't know, maybe it's because of the traveling so much. It just stuck. It just, it, just, it just, you know, one day, right? Of like course. you put your mask yeah. on first before you put anybody else's mask on, your kid or whomever. Mm -hmm. Because if you're not okay, how can you help ensure anybody else is? So the need and the intention to ensure that you're okay supersedes that of anybody else. And, and, and that's where I, I raise my hand. Um, because, you know, um, mm -hmm. that's something I've always... All right. Oh, Sorry. All I'm right. just drinking. Go ahead. Truth. 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 I'm always about the truth and honesty. Um, that's where I struggle a lot. Yeah. Um, that, that's where I've always struggled. 
that that part right there of always putting your mask on first. Yeah. Um, you know, that's something that is always that I'm I, that I'm always in the rumble with. Mm. That's something that I'm always like. How are you making nah, out with like, this rumble, Terrence? Help us understand. We we rumble with it. Oh, now I'm on your couch. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, I think this year I've, I've gotten better. Um, I think, you know, between last year and this year, I've made some good strides with it. Mm. It's definitely not where, um, you know, I think I would love where I would like it right now. Yeah. Um, but I but I've made leaps and bounds mm. to me. Um, so why? Toward, what makes you find that? that? What makes you so uncomfortable about that? Where is about that rooted? Making, about making strides? No, about what, taking what? care of the self first. Why is that um, uncomfortable for you? Well, it's not that. It's not that. It's it's me. It's just me putting on the mask first. I think. Right. I think what I can always be uncomfortable about that. Why is that I'm, challenging? I'm well, I, it's challenging for me. It's it's because I think I'm always going to be good no matter what. Uh, I think that's just the way that I that's the way that I operate. That's that's the way that I am. I always feel like I'm. You know, if the plane's going down, I'm gonna be good no matter what. I might oh, be the plane's going to crash, but you you gonna be good. That's that's. I'm saying. I'm not saying it's right. No, no. What I what I'm saying is, uh, and sometimes that's how I think. It means I might be the sole survivor. It doesn't matter. Like, but. I'm gonna save how, however many people that I can, because I always feel like I'm gonna be good. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, and but I'm gonna make sure that you know what? If I'm gonna be okay, I can handle it. So let me make sure that I can save this person, that person, this person, that person, this person. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm always gonna be good. Hmm. And okay. that's not obviously that that's not the truth, right? Um, no, but that's that's where you operate from. That's where your mind gauges from. That you, always, you have the yeah. comfort that I, I would beg to challenge that in even saying that you're not so concerned about your being okay as much as you're concerned about making sure everybody else is okay. Right. I don't know that it's a belief that I'm going to be good as much as I'll figure it out, mm -hmm. but I've got to make sure everybody else is okay. Like you're not right. a lot, but you see here, interestingly enough, how it depicts the others if they're enabled their their inability or it, it highlights your thought that there's an inability in themselves to make sure that they're okay. I'm just gonna leave um, that with you. Gonna, well yeah. That. I mean you can leave it. You know, we can leave Let it. But I don't but I don't I never see it that way. I never say like, oh like they're incapable. I don't know right? that I'm thinking about them. I'm just saying see how that depicts that or how that lends mm -hmm. to that idea. Then that that you're necessarily operating with that thought in mind. But mm -hmm. there's just that sitting someplace. Yeah, I, I mean, if I mean, yeah, I mean, that's something that you could actually look at and say, well, maybe somebody could pronounce that. Oh, look at it could say, yeah, you know what? Maybe you think that's that, my thought. or I'm just saying, yeah, you know that that they can't fend for themselves. Um, or, which or I don't you're think not that trusting them too, because you trust mm -hmm. yourself that you will make sure it's okay, but you're not. It may not be. I'm always, I'm always bet on me. You should bet on you, right? Yeah, right. To get the job done, I'm always bet on me to get the job done. That's a whole fact. Bet on me too. <laughs> I know. Oh Lord knows. Right. I know. I all right, MJ. That's all day, yeah. every day. Um, exactly. But but just lending to the idea, I'm just I'm just throwing it out there for any person else who mm -hmm. might be you know in that space, and I and I do see or hear that a lot from 
my men friends. Um, mm. Female friends too, but in a different, in different note. Um, right, in a more guys. so in, in that caregiver space. Um, just mm -hmm. one, everybody, I have to take care of everybody. However, my men friends more like I have to save than take care of. A little different. That's the curiosity I have for that. And where that sits. Mm. I mean, it, it sits. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, it, this is something that I think I've always, and I think life experiences for me plays a part too. You know, you know, I'm not going to get into it, but you know, just things that I've had to do, mm -hmm. um, to things I, I've had to take care of, people I've had to take care of, things that I've had to do. Yeah. Um, yeah. and you got to sometimes you got to grow up early, and you got to just get it done. You know what I'm saying? And then when you are the person that people go to, yes, all the time, yes. You tend to just say, "All right, I, I, I can take care of it. Mm -hmm. I'm good, and I, and I have the shoulders for it, mm. right? You know, and but then it, it does get to a point where it's it keeps piling on and piling on, and piling on and piling on, and and then yes, you know, I know I've had conversations with you. Where I was just like, "Yo, I feel like I, I don't have it." Like, I don't have it. Like, I'm tired. I'm sleep. Like, I'm passing out. I'm sleeping. I am went to bed for, like, so many hours because I'm mm -hmm. maybe not sleeping, or, you know, for other things. And, you know what I'm saying, where it's just I crash. Right. Right. But then I, but then I say, you know what? But, boy, do I have that? I have that rapid battery because <laughs> I'm up. I'm up again. Right. You know what I'm saying? I took a little crash, yeah. you know what I mean? But I'm back, that you know, and mm. you can recover fast. You know what I'm saying? Hmm. Cool. So from a male perspective, as you're here sharing, right, um, what does that do as far as your recognition of empathy or your ability to recognize? I know, I know you're deep in your empathy practice and your muscle. Um, yeah. But thinking, you know, as you, you know, speak to your peers, your friends, colleagues, whomever, mm -hmm. um, what do you find as a way in, in the persons that you communicate with who are male in, in their thoughts on empathy. Cause, and, I, and the reason I, part of the reason I'm asking this is as I stay curious and ask questions um, in recognizing how women view empathy versus men and how that translates into relationship, romantic relationship even, where often we, and I'm speaking for the we, um, are looking for empathy, looking for you to understand, looking for you to just get that. Whereas often we're met with trying to fix. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So in my journey, and I've had to learn, right, especially with, especially in relationship for me, I'm a big fixer. Um, I always have been. So if you come to me with the problem, and, you know, that means to me, you want me to fix it. Mm. Right, and I want to just get to it. I want to. I'm very solution based. I want to figure this out so we can fix, fix the problem. We ain't got to talk about it no more. Right, like we're good. Yeah. Right, um, and then especially if it's oh, like Monday, we're talking about this. Tuesday, we're talking about this. Wednesday, we're talking, I'm, I'm, I'm like, yo, like, why are we still talking about this? Like, that was my that was my thought process a lot, and I was I just wanted to fix, mm. but that really wasn't what was needed mm -hmm. it was more so i wanted you to hear me listen to me i may have just needed to just let it off for like 10 minutes 15 minutes 
and I and I might be okay. I don't need you to always be a fixer. So especially in relationships, I had to learn like when the person really wanted me to actually be um, be that for them, or okay. I will ask them, "Hey, listen, um, is this something that you need? Like, do you need help with, or do you just want me to listen?" Be- because if you just want me to listen, I'll listen. You know, but if you want a ear for solutions, I'm here for that too. So and so then it became I'm giving options of both lanes versus me taking it above myself and not giving you a choice and then just saying, blah, I'm just going to just fix and take it from you to fix. So I've learned to take a step back and just say, hey, you know what? What do you, like, what do you need from me at this point in time and at this moment? And, th- and that's where and that's where my growth has been um, as a man to, 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 to say, hey, I don't need to fix everything. Because honestly, not everything is that serious where it needs to be fixed. But I think for a lot, for a lot of us, it's it's like, well, like, why don't I hear about like your coworker said Shanice? Like, you know what I'm saying? For like the last three or four days, I gotta hear about Shanice every time I walk through the door, every time you're on the phone, like I don't care about Shanice. You know what? We need to fix this. How can we deal with this so I don't have to hear it? But a lot of times it's it's Sometimes that comes with territory. It is, it is what it is. But some people just aren't looking for you to fix everything. Um, yeah. they, just, they just want you to, to, to just listen, to comprehend, to understand, and to allow them the well, space. To, to share, yeah. right? It's the connection. Right. If I am sharing, right. and I don't know that I do. I, listen, single, right? So I don't, I don't know that. Me too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know that... Um, I have this, but in, in my connections that I've had, I think there are definitely times where you just want to hear, you just want to be heard, right? And you want to, yep. a person to empathize. I use, I, mm-hmm. I use that word in relationships so many times. I just need you to empathize, which means I need you to just understand what I'm feeling and get it and say, yeah, mm-hmm. I hear you. I, I could see that. Mm-hmm. And that's really it. And so often it's just... Uh, what are you going to do? I'm not looking for all of that. I just really wanted you to hear this yep. thing that's on my mind, in my feelings, and just acknowledge yep. and feel yeah. with me. That's it. Right? Yeah. Um, it, it took me. Yeah, yeah. It took me a while, I think, to get to that point. Um, but it because goes I wanted to the encouragement, think... I mean, the acknowledgement, mm-hmm. and just the place or the request mm-hmm. for empathy in our, in our relationships. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, if we're yeah. if we're feeling, I want you to acknowledge that. I want you to to feel with me, and I don't mean for you to be sitting mm-hmm. here hurt, but just to understand that I am in a hurt space right now. Or I am in an upset space right now. Or the thing I think I was saying to someone, it's very interesting as a female sometimes that the person, especially in relationship, the person who hurts you is the person you're looking for to fix it, or to correct mm-hmm. it, or address it rather, address it. Mm-hmm. Right to show up right. and make it okay, and even in that, it's really looking for the empathy. Can you not understand right. why I could feel this way, rather than rather mm-hmm. than the who's right or wrong? So often we find ourselves right. in this. I didn't. I hear this all the time from my guy friends. I heard it from you too. I didn't do anything wrong, and it's you're totally missing the whole point. It's not about did you do something wrong or did something right. You took an action that caused this reaction, and the reaction it caused in me is the one that doesn't feel good. Can you just appreciate that? Can you just acknowledge that? Right? It's like saying, 
I didn't do anything to hurt this person, but I am so sorry that they're hurt. I know what that feels like. That's often the ask rather than the, I didn't do anything wrong. Well, I didn't even do anything. Maybe that's the problem, right? So again, there's such a need for empathy in relationship. Not just the understanding, mm-hmm. I understand, but the overstanding. Overstanding. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and that's where I was getting to as far as the overstanding part of it. I think what we talked about in part one was the overstanding part of just who we are as people and how we, and how we build relationships, mm-hmm. right? Because it's like you said, like when you build and you start to overstand people, your friends, your relationships mm-hmm. and things like that, um, then you start to, then you will feel. Yeah. And I, and that's, and that's the difference between feeling it and not feeling it. Right. Because now if I feel it with you now, I want to take what? Ownership of action. it. But that's the thing. Ownership and but action. Being respectful right? but, enough not to. Right. Or asking me, and, and currently I see your question, right? Are we responsible for other people's feelings? Absolutely not. I, I take no responsibility for what you feel. Um, but I can take an understanding for like it's. What, what do you mean? Like it says, uh, are we responsible for other people's feelings? Yeah. You mean like, if I'm not responsible for anybody's feelings, I'm, me, I'm, I'm. I, this is this is what I think and feel. I am not mm-hmm. holding myself responsible for how you feel. I'm responsible for my actions. I can show care and concern for you having a feeling that is less than good. Absolutely. And and this is this comes from the fact that in my seat I've terminated a lot of people at work. Yes. And people have a lot of different reactions. My only offering is trying to do it with as much dignity, integrity, and, and empathy as possible. How you mm-hmm. feel on the back end, I can't, I don't have any control over that because the the mm-hmm. action is the action, the event is the event. It's like you're breaking up with a person. I have to do what I have to do. I can't not do it because you're going to feel something. I don't hold myself responsible for your feeling. What I can do is do it in the best way possible. That's what I hold myself responsible for. What what you feel, mm-hmm. what the feelings you walk away with, you own those. Can I be empathetic? Would I be, you know, when I'm breaking up with you, am I, yeah, yeah, I, I'm, I'm saddened that you're feeling this way, but I have to do what I have to do. It's happened, mm-hmm. right? And in the same way, if you're walking away from me, I'm totally, I get it. I get persons having to do what you have to do and you're left with your feelings and you're left to, mm-hmm. to, to deal with them. But in no way am I going to hold responsible for what you feel. Okay. Boys no, to Men no. novel? Really? We're not often looking for you to sit here and take the blame. All right. not even, that's what I'm saying. We're, we're, so Boys to Men, I don't have to have a talk with them. <laughs> um, but we don't want the finger pointing don't want the blame just really want the acknowledgement and the understanding you're my partner you should care that I'm hurt irrespective of what happened as to why I'm hurt mm-hmm. whether it's somebody yelled at me or you did something that got me upset I am upset with you but it's less upset and more hurt and me I'm often more so I'm disappointed because that is not an action I expected and so sure. I, I just want you to tend to the fact that if you care, and, and I think that's, it's, I've had to use this with someone a lot, that 
come away from all of these pieces and really focus on the fact that a person you care about is hurt mm-hmm. and care for that. Care for just, just that. Come away from, from the blame. When you sit back and you go through it and you see what you could have done differently, then you say, you know what? I apologize for this outcome because I, I could have done this differently. Or even if you couldn't have done this differently, this is the outcome. I hate that you feel that way. I know what that feels like. You know, that's, that's different. That's different. So boys to men, we got to mm. talk. <laughs> sometimes, what did you say? sometimes taking blame and faking is quicker. So let's put it to the short-term resolution. Yeah, I mean, it's, it covers things for a second. But then something uh, comes up again. And, and what, so then, then here's the thing. When you, hey, boys to men, novel, Mr. Small, certainly, when you guys are taking the blame, if you will, right, um, from a situation. For me, it's like you're not showing up <laughs> as your fully expressed self. Uh, hell One, no, I it's, not, it's not authentic. Yeah. It's, it's not real. And what are you nope. sitting in? And often right. it's comforting at the time, but we know, like, that's, yeah, okay, you're just saying that. And that doesn't feel good. I need right. the truth and the honesty always. Because truth, mm-hmm. truth is love. Even though it doesn't feel good sometimes. Mm-hmm. But eventually, what the outcome of it is always great. Yeah, right. And, and what happens is, is you're going to always... At some point, you're going to always... That's like something that's going to... That's like a rat race. You're going to always keep doing it. And it's like... You know what I'm saying? Like, it's... it's I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to find both of you, okay? <laughs> When this is over, um, yeah, no, nah, no, nah, I ain't taking blame for like, no, nah, yeah, nah, I, nah, I, nah. I, I, that's not what we're we're intending or looking for. It's not, it's not a no. matter of blame or finger pointing. What we just really want to be nah. is heard. Do you hear me? Can yeah. you see me? If you love me and care for me, can you just recognize that I'm I'm hurt, and that should be enough for you to be concerned and care that I am hurt. Right. Yeah. 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 Because it, it's um. The one thing is faking the blame and, and, and taking the blame for something, you know what I'm saying? It's really just, you know, to me, um, I can't operate like that. You know what I'm saying? I have to well, show up. Well, what's the man told you to do it? Nah, nah, I'm good, boy. I might have to be on my daughter's seat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nah. Wait, what is happening here? <laughs> nah, we're going to leave that for another day. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I think it's very important, especially when it comes to, to, to uh, communication, Wait, you will lie about this. What else have you lied about? Don't take what isn't yours for own choice when over the issue. Pretty much. It's a whole fact. And with that said, I was I was that's pretty much exactly what I was gonna say. So it's right there in the comments. So I you know, that's me. Like I like I, I like I'm not gonna take certain things because then I'm you're gonna end up doing that all the time to kind of say, Oh, you know what, this worked the last time. You know what I'm saying? You know what? I'm, I'll just take take the L. And I, sometimes, that's, sometimes but that's, that's you, what you it's inauthentic. We're not taking it. It's inauthentic. I'm not taking it more L. No, I'm listen, not taking it L. True connection lives in authenticity. If you are not going to be your authentic self with me, then why are we here? Right? Um, mm-hmm. I'm I'm looking at what Gemily is writing. Um, yeah. You can read that to me. But when you say if I'm hurt, you should recognize I'm hurt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Max. I I can't fully agree with that. 
Absolutely. Yeah, you could take all the L's, Nova, but it's not just about the L's. And, and no, it's not. To give L's. <laughs> it's not. No, it's not. Uh, it's not, it's okay, not so that, but like you. Be, be very forthcoming. Yeah. Um, I don't generally subscribe to right or wrong. I think mm -hmm. they're constructs, and I, I'm not going to go into the great detail about that, but um, that, that's not really what I subscribe to. Um, I walk away from things considering what could I do differently. I walk mm -hmm. into things and consider what led a person to take the action that they did. What were their experiences? What happened to reasoning? And, and sometimes it's, it's not kind or it's just motivated by fear or something to that end. Um, but it's really rooted mm -hmm. in, in that space of um, not just right or wrong, just um, authenticity, recognition mm -hmm. for your feelings. And that goes to the empathy in just recognizing mm -hmm. My person is hurt, and I'm sorry that they're hurt. I don't own their hurt. I didn't make anybody anything. And that, that's always the trigger. You made me mm -hmm. look what you did to me. Um, like, I didn't do anything. Because no one is doing anything to you. They're doing things that you're responding to. Your response may mm -hmm. not be good. Your experience of that thing may not be okay, may not be kind. But as I said, 99% of the time, people are taking an action that has absolutely nothing to do with you. It has to do with them. Mm. Okay. So I think for Jim, okay. For Jim Lee, uh, she said, but doesn't that go back to the question asked earlier, if one should be responsible for, other, for, for others' feelings, when, when you say, if I'm hurt, you should recognize I'm hurt. Okay. So that was one whole, okay. So that was one whole comment. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, being recognizing I'm hurt doesn't mean that you're taking ownership of my feelings. Mm -hmm. On a very basic level, we'll use an example of um, a child, right? Child runs, falls, scrapes their knees. Um, mom, dad didn't do it, right? Mm -hmm. It happened, but they're sad. Come here, give me a hug. Hate to see you hurt, right? So it, it's that same idea that being concerned and showing care and kindness and compassion for a person you, you care and love, um, being hurt by something that happened, whether it's your doing or otherwise, is the ask. Not owning their feelings um, or attributing that you did something to them. You did something that caused the feeling sometimes, perhaps, um, but not owning the feeling for yourself. Mm -hmm. So you said, Mr. Small, too, says, 90% of relationship issues are poor communication and false perceptions of thinking that we must always agree. Mm -hmm. I could understand, acknowledge your feelings, but still not agree with you. Yeah, I, Absolutely. I can agree with that. Absolutely. I might say some mm -hmm. things that might be hurtful to you. And sometimes it's hurtful to you, not because of me so much as because of you. And let me explain that. There may be particular traumas in my life that caused this to be a trigger for me, right? Facts. That may not be a trigger for anybody else. Sometimes you probably mm -hmm. look around like, wait, what happened? Like, I just said this. And this person may have had a very bad experience with something, and this, whatever you said or whatever you did, triggered it. And so now they're hurt. And so what I'm saying, that's not, you didn't do something to them as much as that is their experience that they're hurt in that space. Right. Um, so sometimes mm -hmm. it's not anything, anything that you did. That's why I try very often in, in my relationships not to say you did this to me, but to say my experience is 
and then sometimes to offer up or again self-awareness question myself mm -hmm. where is this coming from what is this about right. this should make me feel mm -hmm. this, this way um so it, it's kind of a combination of both um but yes okay. the communication mm -hmm. the clarity the understanding this is where the knowing your partner right kyp mm -hmm. knowing the person mm -hmm. um is mm -hmm. really helpful to understand because then you're catering to loving them the way they need to be loved and showing up for them the way they need because of where they're operating from. Right. Um, and a lot of people don't really understand triggers, you know, um, mm. and to really get to know your partner, to, un to understand, you know, and to really say, hey, you know what? Like, I know this person. I've heard them say certain things in passing or in conversations. And now I can understand how this could trigger this person. Like I like I even dealt with some, some something like that at work mm -hmm. where manager couldn't she didn't understand like why this other coworker of hers reacted in a certain way. Mm -hmm. and, and I went to her and I said, Well, she said like, like the other day in casual conversation, she, she said XYZ. Mm. I was like, there's a reason why. Like she thinks the way that she thinks and that was a trigger for her. She was like, oh, I, well, I never thought about that. And I'm like, like, if you get to know not just your spark, like your partner, but if you pay attention to even what your employees, your well, coworkers well, are saying, that, you can understand that's exactly why they're reacting the way they are in this way. But that's 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 big on everything. I see, you know, for the KYP and KYC, KYC is your customer. Yeah, um, yeah, very customer. Yeah. It's. It is essential, to, and that's, that's, again, the empathy. It's to stay curious and get the understanding, get to know whomever it is. If you're investing in that person, I'm not getting to know everybody. That's not the case, right? But the person's close to you and understanding where they're operating from, big piece. I mean, a big move that I have with all of my people leaders is knowing your employees. We have set structures yeah. for model office as to the ratio between people leader and employee and the expectations of what that looks like. To know the person, know the pulse of where they operate, you would, you would know how to best respond. It's kind of what also shows itself when we have the diversity conversation. People don't know. They're not curious or they've been in spaces where they have not been exposed to and they make assumptions, right? Based on narratives mm -hmm. that they've heard or seen in small vacuums at times. Um, and when I'm often having the conversations with them, it's, you don't know. So that's, that's the big thing why I keep saying, stay, stay curious about yourself mm -hmm. and about the other person understanding. She's right. upset about something, something you said that you can't connect as to why she'd be upset about that. Let her calm mm -hmm. down and have the conversation. I know I said this and you seem to get upset. Let's talk about that. Help her mm -hmm. navigate through why is this thing such a trigger uh, for her and vice right. versa, the guys too. It says, I'm not responsible for how you react. It's triggering, but I didn't build that trigger. You didn't. Yeah, but, but at the same time, but it's not about being responsible. Me, it's not... It's not about being responsible for the, uh, you know, for the trigger, or how or how they react. It's really about having the empathy to understand why they reacted that way. So now, so now you can respond differently to that, because if you're like, "Yo, it's not my problem," at the end of the day, I, now I can respond in a, a different way, and or maybe in a more volatile way, right? Yeah. Versus me un understanding mm -hmm. where that trigger came from, why. Uh, where it was rooted in that person and say, oh, you know what? I know where that comes from. Let me respond in a, in a, completely, in a completely different way. And you more so lead with love versus probably right. some other thing um, that you might have wanted to lead with, 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If you didn't know that person or if you didn't understand that person. Yeah. But you're not but you're not responsible for it. But you are responsible to how you respond yeah. to, to, to that person's trigger. Well, so and stress said, how can you remove the trigger so I don't have to tip to a right? It's, well, it, you don't, you can't remove no, the that, trigger. You're not responsible for yeah. the trigger. Um, but you yeah. can help a person identify that they do have a trigger and get the help or the direction they need to understand yeah, and, the trigger right. and how to respond when they're triggered. And also for you, that you're not made to respond in a negative way when you know they're being triggered. Like, I know that's exactly. a trigger for her, so I know she's going to get upset. Let me, you know, let me not get upset, too, and make it a, a bigger thing than it needs to. So many of the time, right. I go back to this whole thing, right? Secret has me say this all the time. The event plus response equal, equal in the outcome. So you know yep. this is the event. How you respond is definitely having an impact on that outcome. So if this is a, a mm -hmm. trigger, if you find a person is ap acting apt enough what seems to be reasonable, it's gotta, you've got to ask the question. There's got to be something underlying there. They may not even be aware of it, but sometimes mm -hmm. that's the opportunity for where there is a calm space to come and lead with love and ask that question saying, hey, right. I know we were speaking, this happened, not sure how we got there. Can you help me out? You know, like really come in mm -hmm. with that. I, I just want to overstand. I just understand. I want to overstand where you're sitting in so I can support mm -hmm. you in this. And knowing that if it's a trigger, it could come up again. But hopefully the person mm -hmm. gets their help gets the better awareness of self for them for them so they could operate differently the next time a trigger comes on i have tr i have triggers um and i try to talk myself <laughs> when i when i see them show up but it doesn't mean that i am always aware of where it's when it's happening but i do find it and i i, I thank god that i'm able to block them what sometimes and not take what kind of triggers you got what I kind mean, of triggers you got well well like well do you want me to share or a JetBlue commercial, and you get triggered. That is, is that, that is, is, that you know, because... That is, that is, but no. Um, <laughs> you know, it's, it's I, and I've read so many books, but in speaking to some of our abandonments, and I, I do have abandonment issues, right? Um, mm -hmm. And I got to understand a little bit more about where they come from, and so how I react in spaces. So I'll tell you, I'll give you a short story. Um, when I was, I don't even know, four or five, I can't remember. I, my big brother and his friends were playing around, uh, hanging out, and they had a little circle. And I stuck myself in and was like, hey, what are you guys talking about? And they were like, ah, mm -hmm. get out of here. I think my brother said that. His friends probably wouldn't. And um, that, for me, I was able to, to find that that is where I developed a fear of being where I'm not wanted. So I mm. will not place myself in position unless I'm invited. Like, I'm not going to come to your house. I'm not going to enter. If we're friends, and I know everybody, but you're having a conversation, I'm not just going to come into your conversation unless you invite me over or pull me in. Um, and I mm -hmm. recognize that about myself, which is interesting because at work, I don't do that. Um, but I had to learn to undo that, understanding that's a trigger, something that happened when I was probably five, right? Wow. No, it, it, it is. It's. It's, 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 I, I say this all the time to people. I have this deep fear of being where I am not wanted was definitely getting in the way of many different things in my life. Like, mm -hmm. I'm not going to. I want to do this, but I'm not going to because I don't. So, right? Um, and so it's a deliberate action to push past that. Like, you know, fear is not a factor. <laughs> it's not real. Right. Um, but it was a work until I got to understand where I came from. 
it, and it goes just back to some of the things that happened in our childhood that persons who were adults in, in that time would not even think that would be something that you'd walk away with that feeling about, but you did. So now anytime mm. that feeling comes up for me in, in, in a way that you may not even see it at all, the feeling comes and you react. And mm. so now I have to be clear about when that feeling comes that, hmm, is this real? This isn't real. Mm. So that's me oversharing a little bit the example of um, a trigger showing up in different mm -hmm. ways. It shows up, it showed up in relationships, it's, it, you know, romantic relationships, family, all over the place. Mm -hmm. This the fear of being where I'm not wanted, even if there is nothing confirming I'm not wanted. Just the fear mm -hmm. or the sense that possibly, maybe, um, anything, this is why I'm not okay, I don't do well with no. People who know me know that, yeah. no is not something that I accept, I allow, or anything to that end. Um, anything that sounds oh, no. like no becomes a trigger for me. Even when it's, I can't do it right now, but still. So I had to get clear about that. Like, I know. Listen, I already right? know. Um, but it's, no. just, it's, a, it's an interesting thing. I found for me in my own self-examination, a lot of triggers, a lot of the challenges came somewhere at, between that like five, I want to say five and eight. And a lot of people I've spoken to about things that are showing up in their lives happened in that that small time frame. <laughs> and so, uh, no female likes no. <laughs> I think a lot of people do okay with no. I just don't like anything that sounds like not yes. <laughs> like anything that's not. If and, and here's a silly thing. I'm gonna give another example. I am being so sharing today. Vulnerable. Vulnerable. Yeah, you're vulnerable. Right. Mm -hmm. Um. What are my exes? Right. I don't ask anybody for anything. I support myself, right? We know. We know. We know. Great. Uh -huh. So I did it, and I just asked. I think I asked for money. I just said I needed money. something like that. I don't know, and I don't know anybody believes me when I say things like that. But I, I said it, and this to two different people. It's kind of dating two people. Okay, great. And there was a person who I did it to, and I asked um, for money. Or I sent something like I need, and just sent me money, right? And there was a person who was like, oh, what do you need it for? Mind you, I didn't say how much. And the person was trying to gauge how much I needed to know, right? Like what I need it for. Just that response of, okay, what do you need it for? Was like, oh, mm -mm. for me, mm. that felt like a right. no, right? And mm -hmm. of course, being a sound mind, it's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> right? So I had to sit with myself like, Really? What is that about? Um, so I realized I had a very particular relationship with no, but I also understand and got to know that my mom, when I was much younger, always said she would never tell us no. She might say not right now, but she would never say no. My dad spoiled me rotten, and so I never heard no. So I have been very uncomfortable with anything that sounds and feels like no, and I understand that that is not well aligned to the world we live in. So as an adult, I have to choose differently. So. Uh, I think you have a question. <laughs> yeah, I got vexed. <laughs> I got. I, I didn't even get vexed as much. I just missed him. Like I was like, oh. and he said a man. He said a man could never. <laughs> <laughs> I just dismissed. I just. That's a fact, though. What, men a man can never, can never do, do that. Do what? 
what you just did. For money, they could probably do it different ways. They probably ask for something no, else for, and no, get a no. no. For multiple, no, for multiple women, get it from one and then dismiss the other. Like, I mean, that that's true. Well, nah, man, not gonna do nothing. That's, but it's you know what's roles. interesting? I've never been the girl who got things from guys. That is true. Just didn't. That is true. I yeah, but you know, that's a different story, though, Stoner. Let's not go down that road. I don't know where that's Let's not go down that road. Like, let, let's, let's stay on. Mm -hmm. Let's not go down. We weren't going down any road, Terrence. No, no, no. I, I was I'm just saying, speaking like, to trigger and how they show up yes. and how they can be Trigged. very simple Trigger. and very silly and come from a place that has no clear direction to yourself. Um, but right. yet still, you are feeling the effects of it. And it could be far and wide, mm -hmm. right? From just me having the challenge with the nose to just my brother and his friends and feeling now I don't want to be where I'm not wanted. And here's how that show, shows up in relationship um, for me from mm -hmm. time to time where I'm always assuming that I may not be wanted. So anything that sounds like that to me, um, I will go away. I will go first. Mm. So point of the story, fellas, if she asks you for money, break it off. You better break, break off some change. I don't care if it's 50 cent or a dollar. You better send something in the cash app. You know what I'm saying? Just, maybe just, he just, was triggered. Just load the deposit. Maybe he was triggered. I've, heard, I've <laughs> had guys talk about the fact that there are women who just have an expectation that they're supposed to give them things or give them money. Um, I know a guy who that is a trigger for him. So maybe, maybe he was triggered. But I'm thinking you know me for as long as you've known me. Like, do I ask anybody for anything ever? No. Give her the broccoli. <laughs> That's right. No, that's a whole that's what I wanted. No questions. I said I wanted money. I sent money. But he, he wasn't unfair in that he was asking what I needed it for so he could gauge how much he needed to get to me. He needed to send to me. It was definitely mm -hmm. from a good place. It was when I was just like, so I didn't have a need. So there was no answer. I was like, uh, you know what I mean? Um, I really was just testing the you order. You were just testing. And you were just a, testing a, the order. There is something about testing and how you shouldn't. So lessons. Lessons learned. Yes, Barclays yes. in pounds, please, and thank you. Hmm. Yeah. Um, but well. I, we digress, but I was really just uh, wanting to connect the fact that our triggers um, sometimes are very far and wide and still being able to show up empathetically for people um, when they're in a triggering space, even when you may not know it. But at any time, if you see a person is acting outside of themselves, outside of what your general experience of them is, Good question to just, um, you know, ask. Did I look at him differently? In that moment, really quick, and then I checked myself <laughs> quite quickly um, to ascertain that it was very reasonable of him to ask a follow-up question when I did not make it clear exactly what I needed. I, I didn't have a clear ask. It was, I, money didn't speak to how much I wanted. Um, so, yeah, that was very valid and fair for him. But I think I still kind of held on to it. I was not as involved when this happened. Let me let me say that. The, mm. the one who did send it right away, <laughs> I was further involved. But this person also just well, immediately sent put it. Your cash that information, uh, put your cash yeah, information in comments. Put your cash information in comments. Please, please. What is my cash And y'all better not say no. I don't know. Yeah, ben, my cash ben. app was not a thing I was looking to do because I just felt like Venmo, Venmo, Zelle, but all Zelle, that. Zelle, definitely Zelle me. 
Sell, sell me. Put on that. Sell me. I mean, I don't care if it's a quarter. You know what I'm saying? I take, Definitely, I'll take you know. I take everything. The coins, the dollars, you know. I prefer the ones that don't ching ching, but it's all right. I'll take it. <laughs> it ain't going to ching ching when you sell. It goes directly into your yeah, account. But, um, but yeah, I just wanted to, to share that. Um, the, the triggers can be far and wide. Yeah, triggers can be and far and wide. And question, are you aware of your triggers? Right? Exactly. Are we aware mm -hmm. of triggers? Triggers, you know, triggers could be far and wide, and you don't know what what people have grown up with. You know, a lot of people, you know, some people have, have been Maybe abused. Fairly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yes, sir. Um, so, you know, some people have, have, have been abused. You know, some people have come from a lot of different situations um, and how they've grown up. Um, their Their view of women, their view of men, um, how they've seen their parents be treated, and um, whether that be the the guy or um, the girl, or whatever the case is, and so a lot of times that that actually stumbles up upon your adulthood life, and and it's like it is how you view, mm -hmm. you know, what I mean, the people that, and actually the people that you choose too, you know what I'm saying, and and, and <laughs> you know, and and that and that's something that that we can't mm. ignore. You know what I'm saying? Do you, do you now tell the person you're dating what your triggers are? I think um, I think once it gets to a point, I think once you, once there's been, I guess, vulnerability established and safe spaces established, because a lot of people are not just going to pop up and just start, you know, just saying, oh, hey, these are my triggers. Like, there's got to be a safe space there or a safe space established to open up in that way. Um, to be vulnerable, to talk about those triggers. Um, now, yes, there will be people that who just go, oh, yeah, this and that, and I've been through. But for a lot of people, especially in our community, too, you know what I mean? Like, they're raised differently. You know, it's, especially here in, in America, it's like, what happens in this house stays in this house. Don't tell anybody your business. Don't do this. Don't do that. You know, blah, 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 blah. Keep everything to your chest. Don't be talking. You know, so a lot of times, it's going to take that safe space to start opening up about those triggers. You know what I'm saying? So um, I think, yes, you can open up about the triggers, but I don't think it's going to be an automatic. Yeah. I um, Do I tell the person I'm dating about my triggers? Um, I think I said, well, I'm, I'm pretty blunt a person. <laughs> and so I appropriately share as it, you know, as I'm aware of it like I just shared with you all um which is you know mm -hmm. my my personal self and I'm pretty open to book even though I'm very close whatever that means but um yeah um you know what it's interesting because the person I'm dating is generally or not generally the the person I've dated a person I've dated um, have been real catalysts for me recognizing my triggers, mm -hmm. right? Um, it's been the call to do the self-reflection because after the, the event happened where you've been triggered and you've reacted in a particular way and you're like, wait, why did I do that? You know, at least that's some of what's happened to me. Um, you know, I remember an ex of mine who we were together and I was upset and I don't remember why, but I saw him, we were, he was on the train, I was on the platform and he 
was calling me and I just ignored him like he didn't exist. And I don't know why I did that. And I just, after I got home, I was just like, why did I do that? Why was I so mean? Um, and so it was like, what was that about? So sometimes, what, Terrence? Now you just made me almost spit my drink. Sorry, Sorry excuse me. But now, now it is, it is the call. Like, I think you, relationships for me are really intended to help you really see yourself and how you're experienced. Um, mm -hmm. And so it's really an opportunity for me. If, if my relationship is not helping me elevate and by elevate is calling me into the awareness of myself, whether it's happening by activities or you're saying to me, babe, I see that you do this, like what's going on, you know, um, it is. If I'm not growing as a person here by recognizing more of who I am and then having a clear decision about who I want to be, then what's the point? Um, so yeah, I am sharing, this is a trigger for me if you see it happen, but it probably happens where I am in it, you know, or it's happening or I'm like trying to stop it. Like there are times where I'm just like, I'm, I'm triggered and I'm about to write this text message and I got to talk myself down and I go away and I come back and then ugh, send and, and Apple foolishly hasn't developed technology to recall text. Um, yet and so I am often like okay listen I was having a moment <laughs> what this was um, so yeah I am I am definitely often very forthcoming about the challenges I think I'm I'm often more doing that than anything else I don't know how to sit there and speak about the great parts about me I think I'm great but I don't I don't know how to do that I could tell you though yeah this and you should watch out for that and you know I'm working on it I'm working in progress but yeah mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah I, I, I do use whatsapp you know what thank you for that stretch for very particular conversation I've, I've started to like when it's something that I find I might I'm, I'm in my moment and I may want to pull this back I uh I sometimes defer to whatsapp because I know I could pull it back if they haven't read it yet yeah mm. good, good plug for whatsapp very true. You can de delete everything. Um, yeah, but if they've read it, you can't. If they've read it, it just no. Yeah, no, no. If, I I know if that now it, because yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a different conversation. Yeah, all right, cool. Uh, yeah, all right, yeah, understood. Um, Evolved. Listen, um, I think yeah, um, I kind of figured this was going to happen. It's like ten o'clock. Um, I, I was so I, clear I, that I, I was going to stop at nine to get some work done. So I, but that I, never I'm happened. just going to tell you guys a few things, yeah? Long day, busy work day, rough week. I'm not going to get into what happened. Um, Junisha, I got to call you because I have to call you. Something happened that I need to talk to you about. Anywho, so I'm getting ready to come on here and have this conversation with Terrence. And I know what the topic is, but I don't know where he's going to take things. And that's how just that happened. <laughs> So I can't log into my Instagram, which I usually do it on my iPad for things like this. I'm not often on Instagram. I pop in, I pop out. So I got to get through a lot of messages. But so I'm trying to get on. I can't. So I got to email them to send me the things. I can do the password because the email attached is old, blah, blah, whatever. So Terrence is calling me because I said I was getting through. It was about to be on. And I'm about to like answer the call and I have my glass of wine with my raspberries and literally spilled it all over myself 
and um, was just like, you know what? Hey. And so all of my, you know, mentionables and everything just, you know, whined. And so I had to get in the shower and then come back and sit here with no bottoms on. And then I'm sitting here like, well, you know, I kind of finished the bottle of wine. That was not the intention. Um, here. So yeah, you know, it was, was, a, was, a, was a little bit of a challenging start. So I wanted to, on the back end, apologize for my tardiness due to technical difficulties and unforeseen circumstances. And um, thank you, Terrence, for your patience and your kindness. No, no, it's all good. I think either way, I think, to be honest with you, we still almost got, I mean, I think almost two hours. Um, you know, I think we all, I think we started eight fifteen. I think anyway. Um, but but you know, we're not gonna act surprised because you knew this was gonna happen. Like no, this was, is I what was we very do. Intended to be done in an hour. I was. I, I was. And now you because and now I have surprised. other things, other priorities, and now I'm just like I'm just gonna continue to drink my wine and finish my night. I don't know why you're surprised. Not. I don't know why you're surprised. surprised, but. Clearly, a boundary that I did not set well with myself about myself. There is no boundaries. Yeah. Okay. The last time, the last time we did this was was July of last year, and we went mm-hmm. yes, and we went for like two and a half hours. Thank you. Did we um, really? Yeah. Yeah. No. 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 That was a thing. We we stopped and started like it was a thing. Um. So this doesn't yeah. surprise me. Thank you, um, guys. Thanks, Denise. Yes. Um, it's it's interesting because Terrence and I have some of these conversations full blown out all the time. And so having it here just presents an audience. You know what I what I really miss about this, and I, and I listen, I don't know Instagram well, let me just say that. Is the opportunity to really get people more interactive in the conversation. You know, like we're trying trying yeah. to read, trying to speak. Um, the ability mm-hmm. to really have you guys in the conversation and really share your thoughts and your opinions and your experiences mm-hmm. about so many of these things. And mm-hmm. I hope whatever we touched on had something for you in there, um, whether it's just getting into that awareness of self, working on your self-mastery, continuing to drive forward to being best self, giving people that grace and that empathy, um, and just remembering that the events plus your response equals the outcome to manage mm-hmm. for those responses. And when you're thinking about your response, consider what you want your outcome to be. I'm always asking myself, like, what is my desired outcome in this? And that should have an impact on how I respond mm-hmm. to a thing. Mm-hmm. So just wanted to lay that at yeah. your feet. But thank you all. Thank yeah. you, guys. And, um, and, you know, just remember um, empathy. empathy. You know, lead, lead, lead with love. Lead with, lead with empathy, please. Um, in all things. Work on yourself. All, of, all around. In all things. Yes. Give you know, because that's that's going to carry you in the boardroom, your friends, your family, your personal relationships, and that's going to also help you also to create those boundaries to mm-hmm. honor yourself. It, it definitely you is. Know, it's like, it definitely is. Yeah. I, I just want to say from the boardroom perspective, like when I got the email this morning that I had to take the EQ assessment, as I said, the idea is that emotional intelligence, that quotient is more valuable and important than the IQ quotient, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we have IQ all the time, but just understanding that um, the way of the world today is very innovative and technology is taking a lot of opportunities away and creating new ones at the same time. Mm-hmm. But the intrinsic value of, of the empathetic muscles that we have is not something that could be um, done by computers or, you know, in, 
artificial intelligence. They cannot manufacture right. that. And so really taking an opportunity to understand where you're operating from in your empathy and driving that is not just going to help success in your everyday relationships and partnerships, but really in your opportunities in the workplace, right? Yep. Your, your people will 100% of the time want to work with you if you have a good attitude, even if you don't know all of what you need to. Um, but if you have all the information and your attitude is bad, that is just not going to leave you anywhere. So um, really think mm -hmm. about where are you in your empathy and how can you continue to work on that um, for yourself, mm -hmm. for your life, for your career, yeah. for your partnerships, for your relationships, and across the board. Mm -hmm. um, I just think it's something very important. And um, yeah, persons I'm dating are, are hearing about it a lot. Yeah. And it's like we said, you know, um, most, most people don't leave jobs. They leave their leaders. You know what I'm saying? For yeah. various reasons, right? You know, um, so definitely if you're striving to be the, the type of leader that handles your, your employees the, the right way, you got to lead with empathy and understand what that means. Yeah. Right? Um, on all levels, you know, it's, it's just like you said. Um, you know, um, emotional intelligence and emotional health is ties in with, with mental health, um, but it's, it is completely separate um, and it's something that, that we all should, should strive to, mm -hmm. to really be healthy. Mm -hmm. Um. I'm big on emotional intelligence. Um, Stana's big on emotional intelligence, and she's really big on emotion, the emotional health piece, um, which is probably why we spent so long talking about this. Yeah. Um, because, because it's just super important. Yeah. And the importance to not just communicate, but to comprehend, mm. right? To understand the, the importance to, to not just understand, but to overstand. And just that overstanding allows you to feel, not just to just say, oh, cool. Right, like yeah. okay, uh, I, I hear you, but now nah, I feel it. It's like we said, I feel it with you. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, and that and that's across the board for 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 everything. And and if more people really got this, really got this concept, especially when it comes to all of this the stuff with, with the social injustices and things like that, if people could feel the way that a mm. lot of us feel, the empathy, yes, the world, the me. world would be better. People would be better. But they just see it from afar, and it's like, oh, I understand. Okay, God bless. I'm gonna send a check, or or I'm gonna send something, or I'm, or, or I'm gonna donate. Don't worry about it. Black Lives Matter. Cool. Right? right? Nah. Right. Like, cool. No. Like, but when you really feel, right? That's when that's that when change, change and it activates action, yes. and it activates the action, right? Yes. And that's what we want. We want the action. We want the action in the world. We want the action in our families, and our friendships, our relationships, and in work. Yes, you can. Yeah. You absolutely can. Yeah, she, she, she answered for me. Yes, <laughs> right. She answered for me. It's cool. Nah, no <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, I, I definitely feel like um, empathy. Yeah. And there, of course, there's more things that can change the world, but empathy is something that people I think really... I think empathy... It's, it's, is they don't the get change. how powerful tool it is. Yeah, you know it, what I'm saying? It is like, a change. It is a change in the world because... If you're stepping outside of yourself and you're that kid in, in Gaza, right? Um, if you're stepping outside of yourself and you're that person in St. Vincent during the volcano, if you're stepping outside of yourself and truly thinking of what that could possibly be like, even if you're a little bit in your shoes still, um, you might think differently about it, right? If you're stepping outside of yourself and you're thinking you're the person who's driving out and seeing the cop cars and really your heart is racing and you're scared. Um you're you're thinking a little different. We are we are often too removed from our humanity, um, and the empathy is the call back to that. It's the call back to that string 
that we all have, right? We've all felt the feelings and saying there's an experience that causes that feeling. Do you hear me? Do you see me? We all want to be seen. We want to be heard. We want to be recognized. And that's what it is. When we got into the relationship, you know, conversation, it was really about that. Being seen, being heard, not just understanding the words that I'm saying, but overstanding where you're feeling the words that I'm, mm -hmm. that I'm sharing and the feelings that I am expressing. Um, so really right. thinking even just about this emotional health piece, as you know, big for me and that give more light to not feeling good emotionally, not just saying, mm -hmm. yes, I'm okay. Or I'm having a good day. You asked me the other day how I was doing. I said, you're okay. And I said, no. And it's, that's okay I'm... too. Yeah. I'm not mm -hmm. okay today. It doesn't negate the fact that I have life and I have abundance of things that I need. But my feelings are not cared for right now because they just went through something. And that is okay. So take right. care of the mental health day, whatever it is you need, especially considering mm -hmm. this pandemic and um, persons just not having the mm -hmm. opportunity to truly connect and us being human and hardwired for connection and not being able to satisfy that. Give some grace. Have the empathy um, for, mm -hmm. for the person who's not feeling it. Um, but, mm -hmm. yeah, take care of your emotional space get more in touch with and what you're feeling give it a name it's true because because even when you look at like the pandemic like all this stuff that has happened in the past year people people have lost their jobs people have lost family members people have lost an abundance of people yeah income right and people grieve every day by what they see even on, on the news and, and, and social media people's yeah. emotional health it's not it's not good we're, we're being traumatized right? every day Right. Yeah, every it's day. every day. I haven't really watched so, the news because right. I can't stomach watching another black man being killed by your cop. I can't. And I, I, I'm bad, I battle with I don't want to be desensitized to it, where it's just another thing that happens. Um, and at the same time, I, I don't want to see that, right? Um, mm -hmm. Because it hurts, because I feel it. And I, you know, honestly, I'm an empath. And what that means is, it may be hard to understand, mm -hmm. but... um. When, yeah. when a person is in pain, even on the television, I feel it physically in my body. For me, mm -hmm. it's centered in my hip area where I will actually feel physically the hurt, a hurt, I feel a mm -hmm. pain. Um, and so it's how do, how do we care for ourselves in light of all of what we're exposed to and we understand that's happening. So taking that time. Um, check on your strong friend, and I quote that because we're all strong. We all have strength in our own way. Um, but check mm -hmm. in on, on on persons. Hey, how they're feeling, and you be honest with how you're feeling, right? Give the vulnerability of I'm not okay today, or I'm having a hard one. But be mindful of doing that with persons who are actually curious in understanding and hearing that, right? Most people just ask right. them, "How are you doing?" Just to hear that, oh, I'm okay, okay, next. Um, yeah. Care for yourselves in this time and this space, man, because. Absent a pandemic mm -hmm. in everyday life, in the world that we live in, it's just hard. It's just hard. And it doesn't mean that you're ungrateful for the good that you have to know that there are some challenges that you're facing any which way. We all have them. Right. You know, and start asking your, start asking your friends different types of questions. You know, start, start doing things differently. The same old, are you okay? It's, you know, it's so easy to answer with a, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Or, I'm okay. okay. I'm right? Cool. Like, that's the easy answer, right? Like, that's what, what we all say is, is I'm good, but start asking different questions. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And start making your friends think a little bit about their own emotional health and about their own mental health. Mm -hmm. And start creating those safe spaces. Like, we need safe spaces. 
for each other. I feel like we're like we are our own village. Thank you for the you know village, Terrence. <laughs> Thank you. How can Thank I you. support you? Yes. Yes. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. What do you need from me today? Yes. You know, I think these yes. like yes. these are the like my my, my man Horace, yes. right is wrong. Please go please go follow that brother. He's dope. Yes. Um Absolutely. and um you know so um you know like we like we've got to get to a place that we are each other's village. You know what I'm saying? Like that's something that we have right, to Right, Joni. You have um, to be ready for the answer. Yep. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like like that's something like when I I'm asked gonna call you, you know, after this. Just so you know. Like like when I asked Stoner like oh like you know like how's she feeling like what's going on with her? I'm ready to I'm ready for the answer. I'm ready for the smoke. And I'm on I'm ready to get on the phone. <laughs> I'm I'm ready to get on the phone at any moment and be like, yo, who 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 I gotta see, <laughs> what I gotta do, how far do I gotta travel? I'm ready for the sure. You gotta be ready to do that. Yep. You, you know what I'm saying? If they're in your village. Yes. yes. You know what I'm saying? And of course, it's like she said, like, yes, have boundaries and you know, you know, things like that. But when it comes to your village, man, like we 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 really, you know, we can have conversations about you know, you know, sports and the parties and the, the the drinks and all of that stuff yeah. is cool, you know what I'm saying? But we gotta start stimulating different types of conversations, you know what I'm saying? Because we're in different times. Our mental health is not good. Our emotional health is not good. We're operating on fumes. Wow. It feels like for a lot of us, wow. like like we're operating on e. Like we got the 95 accord, and that that we know that we can go on five hours. You know what I'm saying? Even when the tank hit e, it got a little reserve. So what? That's what we on. No, that's what we sorry, on. Sorry, sorry, sorry. And for people, all right, look. Now, all right, look, I'm not the only one back in the day who couldn't afford a bunch of gas. You know, all right, cool, maybe that's, that was just me. But I know about it when yeah. you want to eat and then you got that little reserve and you still riding because you know, hey, you know what? I, this still got another half hour in. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like a lot of us are operating yeah. mentally and, but it's also and emotionally in that space. You can do that, where you can be honest, where you can lay that down. Like Joni said, being in the space, you know, to facilitate a conversation so that, such as, not everybody is, but it's tough, I find, to find spaces where you can just, <sighs> right? Like, And that's what I'm saying, but we got to create those for our people. For me, and I hear this from others about the, the guilt, right? Mm -hmm. Where I'm like, I know my worst days are a lot of people with, like, people with dream for them, right? I can't speak to wanting from a financial like come on i i my life is pretty good right and so when i know, I know. I know. when you're having those moments and when you're challenged and to say that you have those two and that's okay and that doesn't mean you're not grateful for all the good and all the great things that happen and even when people look at celebrities like well why are they mad well money ain't it right um it's really not so much more to make us all that we are. And so thinking about our emotions, are your emotions cared for is a big question I'm asking people now. Are your emotions being cared for? I'll ask the question, how mm -hmm. is your soul today? How is that feeling? Um, that was a major question. That, that's a major question. And that's an example that I always give about you is that when you first started asking me that question, it made me stop in my tracks and really think about it. You know what I'm saying? Um, some like some questions that I well one question I ask is yo hey listen on a scale of one to ten where is your mental health today where are you today yeah like where like where are you right now yeah you know um 
And you know, I think it started, started with my partner. A partner, person I was speaking to, I was just like, um, I wouldn't ask necessarily where. I would just say, like, listen, today I'm at like, I'm at like 28. Like that's where I am today. Just so you know. But you volunteer that. Yeah. But you also volunteer that information. What I'm saying is, a lot of people don't. Yeah. So to ask those questions, you got to be able to ask those questions to make it kind of like, well, damn, like where am I at today? Am I, am I at like scale from one to ten? Am I at a five or am I at a three? Yeah. You know, like where am I at? You know, um, to get those to get those juices flowing, to, to feel comfortable because he might say he or she might say, "Man, like, damn, this person cares." So Just, where are you? You know what I'm saying? Me today, I'm at like an eight because I'm flying out tomorrow, so I'm at an eight. Yeah, nice. <laughs> I am good. Um, quick, this little quick little trip. I ain't even packed yet, so it is what it is. Hmm. Um, this is more important. Good. This is absolutely more important. Um, I think that these conversations are something that um, um, should should you know should be had a lot more. And I at first I just want to just say you know thank you know thank you for having this conversation. Um, we just went another thirty minutes. Um, but thank you, but thank you for this conversation. Um, I really do appreciate it. Um, you, uh, you didn't have to come on and share and be vulnerable or even have this conversation with me. Um, thank thank you for always being available to me. Um, thank you for always being in my corner. Um. You know, nobody's better than you. I always tell you that. Um, I don't. I don't even call you Stana, um, which is absolutely utterly ridiculous. Every time I call, hey Queen, what's up? That's what it is. Um, and it's been like that for years, and it will continue to be so. Um, please follow her. Please interact with her. She is amazing. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you can tell she's she's amazing. She's just given up about uh, two hours, two and a half hours of her time to to pour out um, and to pour into us. So I just want to say thank you. No, I, I return that with gratitude and thanks for creating this platform, for having these conversations, for inviting me to speak and for having it so unscripted that we're just, you know, flowing with whatever the energies are. Um, so thank you for all that you have done and continue to do and continue to elevate us, to have these conversations, to get in the uncomfortable spaces, to create growth and so much more. Um, so eternal gratitude to you and to every person who comes in here, who's listening, who's sharing this back with other folks and who's having conversations and taking some of this forward. So really appreciate you doing this and having me tonight. Thank you. Thank you. I definitely do appreciate it. Um, I can say this with confidence. That is a wrap. Um, I'm, <laughs> I'm sure we will do this again. Um, what? If y'all want us to do it again, then just let us know. If you want to do it again, then just let us know. Um, wait, what is that? People? You bring up a great point, right? And this like we're just mm-hmm. going. Um, I think I think we we a lot of us are compartmentalizing and putting emotion aside because we're too focused on on the survival, um, and what's in front of us, and and oftentimes that means we are reducing our opportunities to connect. Um, we'll even mm-hmm. allow ourselves to experience the emotion, to have them, and then it sticks there and it gets, it can really get toxic, right, for us if we're not addressing um, the emotion that we're experiencing. But yes, it's competing priorities, right? So if you're thinking about mm-hmm. putting food on the table versus making sure you're okay, oftentimes the food on the table will, will take precedence. And when the food on the table takes precedence, you suffer. Um, and so it becomes right. a game of, well, what's most important and like we said before um when you think about the airplane you got to put your mask on right you got to make sure Mm -hmm. you're okay and you're surviving first and so 
looking to find that balance and, and how to do that is really hard in these times, especially just with all the different mm -hmm. challenges that are being thrown our way. And I think this was the last one that Terrence and I were doing. We had one last year. And, um, yeah. right, Terrence? Yeah. And I'm not, yeah, it's not it was that I'm trying to be opposed to it, but um, I don't know what we would uh, be speaking about. I feel like we, we, we speak about, okay, you're getting ideas. So I'm yeah. going to stop right there. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I mean, because we could talk about what, I mean, we could figure that out. That's That's easy. That's that's the easy part, um, but I, but I will tell the brother. Um, we also live in a society where we live in a can't stop, won't stop society. Or we live in a society to where taking care of your mental health isn't really cool. You know, it's like sleep sleep is the cousin of death. Like we 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 grew up in that era, like where it's just we gotta always be on go. Don't take time for you. Don't take time for your mental health. Don't take time for your emotional health. And then we always say, oh yeah, but it's for the money. But man, but like that's just kind of just the way that we've operated, especially if you if you live in New York. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, but we gotta take time out to take care of ourselves. You know what I'm saying? To really um to know ourselves because a lot of us are moving a thousand miles a minute and don't even know ourselves. I can't believe this. I mean, yeah. Look, you, look. If you want to open a second bottle, we can go. No, 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 no. I have work tomorrow. I had work to do tonight. I got work tomorrow morning too. I ain't even packed yet. You guys, thank you. Yeah, listen, listen. Thank you, guys. We appreciate you. Um, we can go on forever, but we, but, but we definitely do gotta go. Thank you again, Queen. Uh, you are amazing. Thank, thank you for you. everything. Um, thank you for spending the last two hours and fifteen minutes with uh, with us. Um, but it but it wasn't in void. It was, you know what I'm saying. It was it it, it, it it wasn't in void. It was absolutely worth it. Yeah. I appreciate you always. I I will never stop telling you that. You know that. Thank I you for everything. You. Thank you. Appreciate you. And don't forget, right. Terrence, the merch. I'm wearing the shirt. This is Terrence all right. Merch. Oh yeah, yeah. She's definitely plugging me. I don't want to get too high because, like I said, I have no bottoms. But yeah. yeah, she's definitely plugging me right now. I, I appreciate it. He she also got that has at the one of them on, right? Do you want to show your shirt? Yes. Somebody come? Yes. Thank yep. you. All right. All right. Yes. Emotional intelligence and sexy as. Yeah. Yep. I need. I, I need one of those, it, but I'd like it on a tag. It definitely hey. is. Okay. Great. It, it, <laughs> it definitely is. Um, that's at the Tillman Collection. Um, yeah, you can definitely check check that out. I uh, got a whole line there. It's geared to uplift and motivate and inspire you guys. Um, that's really all I'm about. But thank you again for coming on. I appreciate it. Again, we will do this again. I know we will. Horace, we got a part two, Horace. I'm coming for you. We got a I part can't two, wait, brother. Horace. Um, I cannot wait. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's coming. Um, yeah, starting. Yeah, we got like a part. Yeah, we coming too. Yeah, I got some. Yeah, I how you thought, how you, I, right, I, I, I already thought about it. Good night. Good night. Good night. <laughs> See y'all next week.